Thanks so much for clicking on this. This is going to be the first ever episode of the Reforge Rundown, formerly the Reforge Roundtable. Ginger Prime got like a job and he couldn't make it anymore. And we thought maybe a two-man show that was more of a rundown of the week would be good. We will be always kicking off an episode of the Rundown with a lead topic. And today's lead topic is Gotham Knights. So if you've been looking for good reviews, thoughts, and deep dives into Gotham Knights, look no further. Mike has played the game significantly longer than me. So joined every week will be me and 30 and so gaming kicking around the week. I'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over from the God of War Ragnarok stream. Thanks, everybody, for coming over. Make sure when you come over, you smash the like button. So, Mike, this show is designed to give us something sort of main topic to chop up and then we'll get into you know what we've been covering on our channels and you know things that we've been getting into and i i stopped talking about gotham knights because i felt i felt kind of bad all of my shorts were super negative about it i was very critical i did not enjoy the game uh i basically as i've said i got the bat out and i just kind of beat on it for a little bit and then i was like this isn't going to be good content and i told people i said if you want to see somebody play the game if you want to see somebody kind of enjoy the game and put the time in, then go watch 30 and still gaming, which you guys should do that. You guys should definitely do that. If you're looking for content and coverage, check out his channel. Uh, He has moved to a channel that is sort of starting fresh and doing well, and we want to see that channel get monetized, so be sure to check that. We'll have that linked below. So to start off, I thought it would be helpful for you to give us your your quickest and most concise review, you know, give me the good, the bad, and where you kind of see the game going. All right, let me get it straight off the bat because a lot of people are, are giving this. Uh, are we still clean for work? Is that what it is? Am I still watching my my uh, my mouth? I'll, I'll watch my mouth. Yeah, try uh, to because it's earlier yeah, in the day. Yeah, I got you. So a lot of people are giving crap to this game because just straight up sixty frames not happening in the game, right? And I think that off the top is uh giving a uh, a sense of you know they they never said it which is a completely different topic which we'll talk about maybe down the road that they didn't tell you that but i think pushing off a game because it doesn't have a certain frame rate that's a personal preference but nothing against the game itself right that's what the developers chose to do that's like looking at a painting and someone decided to use an oil painting instead of pastels or whatever you know what i mean and that that was their choice now the game itself, um, I thought, was actually pretty decent for the story. Now, I played the game for the story, and I'm afterwards now I've played through New Game Plus. Uh, I'm I'm deep into, I guess, the end game, uh, per se, even though it's a game that once you play, you're done. Once you get all the stuff, and then you put it down, wait for some DLC to happen. Um, the story itself, I thought, was decent. I don't think it's a an award-winning game in any way, shape, or form. I think if you are, just like my good and bad video that I created, I said one of my good points was if you are a DC fan, you're absolutely going to love this game. It's it's the uh, the Harry Potter, it's the Hogwarts legacy for, for Harry Potter fans is for DC fans. Like you get to be in a open world Gotham that um, is actually pretty damn good. I know people when they first looked at it said it was bare, the streets are empty, but it's not. There's a lot of stuff going on, but we're not talking detail like Grand Theft Auto where you're going to stop and like follow a pedestrian back to his house and see what he does. You know what I mean? Like there, it's it's nothing of the detail like that. But the city feels alive and it actually feels really good. Uh, I'll get to like the techni- technical points of 
I, where I think this game's going. But the story-wise, I think it was actually pretty good. Uh, they started off strong, and the name is Gotham Knights. It's not Batman. It's not taking place in any kind of Batman. Like, Batman's dead in this universe, okay? And the game's not called Court of Owls. It's not called Batman Gotham Knights. It's not called... It's just called Gotham Knights. And the Gotham Knights are the four characters that you're using, uh, protagonist-wise. And when you go through the story, it's actually pretty good. It's It's... It takes place after, if you follow DC Comics, uh, after Red Hood becomes Red Hood, uh, Jason Todd becomes Red Hood. So you don't know how he became Red Hood, but if you know the lore of it, then you know how he did it. And they give like bits and pieces of that. Uh, you know that a Batgirl was Oracle, okay? But now she's back again. You're like, well, wait a minute. How did she become non-crippled? You know what I mean? And then become Batgirl where she's kicking ass. So there's a lot of stuff that in the game that... Um, that they don't tell you that you try to figure out maybe because you read the comics ahead of time or know the lore stuff ahead of time. Now I'm not a big DC guy. I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I like comic books and just uh, the superhero uh, level. And I thought they did a really good job. Now, as far as the story between the characters, between Barbara and Todd and Barbara and Tim and, and, and Nightwing and, and all of them, they, they did a really good job. Now, is it, like I said, is it, Bad acting. I, I, I put it in my review. I didn't think it was enough of like a daytime drama, like, you know, the soap operas. It wasn't yeah. bad acting like that, but it also wasn't great acting like, uh, you know, Game of Thrones type of uh, award-winning acting. But the acting was good. The voice acting was good. Uh, I give a point to Marvel's Avengers for voice acting over because they just had top-notch quality voice actors in Marvel's Avengers. But the story itself, I find it better inside Gotham Knights than to the other um other superhero game that came out now obviously i haven't played marvel guardians of the galaxy they say that story is fantastic mm -hmm. uh so i don't know where to put it up against that but overall the story of the game the the cutscenes in the game the uh just everything they've done in this game is just good it's mid it's just mid-tier six and a half seven you know nothing to be like this is the worst game in the world now as far as far as combat okay the combat someone says the combat looks terrible it does look terrible, right? When you look at it, it looks terrible. I played Marvel's Avengers way more than people want to know. And when you first started playing Marvel's Avengers, the combat was terrible in there as well. But as you leveled up the character and unlocked things in that game, your your superhero became a superhero. So it's a really hard it's a, it's a really hard um, to design a game where this is why they don't make a Superman game, right? Because Superman is just super powerful. And it, it's like putting a cheat code into like Grand Theft Auto or whatnot. Like you can just do anything you want. So it's hard to just give you a character that's just bad, badass right off the bat. Where like the Batman Gar uh, Arkham series, they make him weaker because he doesn't have all his gear, right? So as you're going mm -hmm. through the Arkham series, you're getting more powerful. Batman's Batman. He fights the way he fights, but you get more technical with the, with the gear and stuff that he has. So... In Gotham Knights, they're trying to give you that type of feel where you're starting off as you're not as good as Batman. You are brand new. You are the people that uh, are his sidekicks. I mean, it's three Robins and a, and a Batgirl, basically, right? Uh, Robin 1 turned into Nightwing. Robin 2 turned into Red Hood. Robin 3 didn't get to know him very well. You know, so there's like three Robins and a Batgirl. And <laughs> they're not Batman because Batman's been, at this stage, has been being Batman for a decade, two decades, right? So you are they're trying to capture you leveling up and becoming a stronger superhero and i think they've captured it i do i think they've captured it uh really well as far as inside leaving this open world city co-op in this game i know people are like we didn't ask for a co-op game we asked for batman 4 <laughs> and and they didn't get it 
Right. Yeah. The co-op, the co-op in this game is actually really well done. Mm-hmm. Besides the, they just did a patch to fix the crashes and stuff that happens because that's the only time I got any kind of problems. The, um, uh, is the crashes, and then there was like some, uh, the NPCs would meditate and spin and in, in in spot. It was like a weird thing that was happening. Yeah, uh, I only I only saw that like once or twice. But other than that, the combat actually feels really good once you level up, get your gear. Again, everything about this game is like mid tier though, right? The loot mid tier, the skill trees kind of mid tier, because uh, you've you've played a game that has a better skill tree you've played a game that had better loot you've played a game that had but what they get in this game is the technique that you do for the open world of gotham as far as the pre uh premeditated crimes that are happening along the way going through the campaign um skill up said that there's missions that kind of pull you out of the uh the stories because you have to go around and do certain missions before you can continue on Mm -hmm. and i look at that as a choice where they want you to learn the city. So in the city of Gotham Knights, there's things to collect, batarangs, pictures, uh, murals, landmarks, all these things. So as you're playing through the main story, you can decide to go play the side quests. You can decide to just go into the city and do stuff. And most of the time, wherever the, uh, the, the actual crimes are happening, there's usually something around to scan, collect, do. So they're trying to make you go through the story, kind of build up your... Uh, your, your classes with the characters, get to know your, your guys. So if you're playing this game like a regular standalone game, like a, like a Horizon Zero Dawn or a God of War, where you're just playing the game, straight just straight line the main story, you're going to look at this and go, this is a little weird. I don't like the way how they're pushing me back in the open world type mm-hmm. of stuff. But what this game is after you're done with the game is a really good technique where they're they're pushing you around. You're, you're, you're doing um, side missions, uh, little uh what's it called little criminal side missions where they get stronger and stronger as you progress through the game so they also as you do with mr freeze now all of a sudden the bad guys have like these ice gloves on and they do special abilities and they 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 evolve over time um there's characters that are called the watch which are like the neighborhood watch of of gotham city and they give you like tasks to do and when you do those tasks you get the high-end gear type of stuff to make your gear better so there's there's reasons to go do it, but once you're done with that, you're kind of like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the game down. Um, real quick, let me go back to the story. The end, they kind of just, um, they kind of just called it in. I don't know if they ran out of money, ran yeah. out of time, mm-hmm. but the the last third act. This is what happens in a lot of movies nowadays. The third act is completely just here. You go. This is the ending, and you're like, oh, okay, great. It's the end of the game, and you and you, you kind of move on. I don't yeah. want to spoil anything for anybody. Yeah, um, like a car crash. It just like happens so suddenly. You get, it you, it you, happens you get so suddenly. Yeah, yeah. There, there's this actually one part that it's not really a um, uh, breaking anything, but Man Bat is a is a character, but you're not fighting Man Bat in this. Mm-hmm. You're fighting you're fighting Man Bat that they got the serum and they made other people into Man Bat. And at one point in the story, you're fighting him five times in a row, which I thought design wise was like, why would you? pick five times in a row to fight this one guy because if you just do play the story as it's asking you to mm-hmm. you fight him three times on different rooftops and now it's, they're supposed to be different guys but they're all man bats and they all have the exact same moves they mm. all have the exact same uh you know uh tails and everything and so you're literally just as the as the viewer watching the story you're playing five different characters that were turned into man bat but as the gamer you're fighting the same character five times. You understand what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah, that's interesting. 
yeah so it was it was really it was really strange how they chose to do that and then the two boss fights at the end and then the main protagonist they basically just rode off into the sunset you're like well, what what happened to the court of owls like nothing hmm. nothing came of the court of owls so overall though i i gave it a seven like i don't really okay. score games but if you are if you're a gotham knights person or i should say if you're a batman dc fan and you're like 70 dollars burning a hole in your pocket like go for it but if you're on the fence in any way shape or form do not get this game right now wait huh. black friday is coming on uh the sales it'll, it'll go down to probably like 50 bucks or whatnot this is definitely a wait game if you're on the fence there's other games coming out that you could spend 70 dollars on if you're on playstation obviously you're going to spend that money on god of war ragnarok okay uh you're not gonna you're not gonna buy gotham's but if you're looking if you're looking for uh something to do there's a lot of stuff to do in this game as far as time so if you spend that 70 dollars I guarantee you, you'll get your $70 worth out of it. Unless you're Lono, where you, you got past the tutorial and then you're like, I'm done with it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we had some comments from chat. You know, 30 said, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, Omar said, thank you, 30. I said that about Avengers 2. Once you unlock the skill trees, the combat is decent. The problem was the enemies. And uh, BM Shred 77 says, Gotham Knights is a fantastic game. Way more fun than God of War 2018. Now, obviously... I don't agree with that in the least bit, and I don't. And, that's, and, yeah, that's and that and your own. Yeah. Well, I don't even agree with the the score that you gave it, or telling people, you know, to to buy it or wait for a sale. I actually said that I couldn't even recommend it to people for free because I felt like it was so beneath a seven year old game, and people, I. I I don't want to bash it. People have heard my position for the most part that it feels like a poorly ported mobile mobile game. The floatiness of the combat, the there's so many loading screens. I, moving around the city just didn't feel that good. It felt very clunky. I had a lot of people say this to me, and I want to know what you think. And I in chat again, feel free to submit questions and things you want to hear. Maybe thirty answer. Um, well, I'll do this. Derek says, "Yo, thirty. How much time of this would you chalk up to the evolution of games?" This kind of game 10 or so years ago would have been a dream come true. However, today, though, he's he's kind of basically saying it doesn't feel like a modern game, but it feels like it was something that would have crushed 10 years ago. See, I don't I don't I, I disagree. Like before. OK, before I played the game, I was giving crap to this game before with the combat. I felt like the combat looked like wasn't Gotham. Right. But then yeah. I started thinking about it. I was like, why am I comparing it to 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 goth uh to arkham sorry not gotham why am i comparing gotham knights to arkham right i already put myself in a position where i was like the the gameplay doesn't look as floaty but at the same time as gamers you look at certain games right so like when batman came out and we got that we got that uh that free flow uh fighting we were like man this feels good this is so good it feels so good and then when spider-man came out they looked at it and go hey we're making a superhero game who had the best who had the best fighting mechanics and they're like batman did right and they're like let's make our system like that right and i i like when developers do that because they cherry pick the good stuff yeah and try to make and then they try to evolve it to make it a little bit better right so you would think that this company wb montreal who got tossed the origins game right because the reason they made that game seven years ago and it was different than what they made today was they weren't supposed to make that game rocksteady decided that they didn't want to make Batman Arkham anymore. So all these people are wondering, like, they're like, oh, we want another Batman Arkham series. And Rocksteady's like, we don't want to make one. They were they were done with that series. And they wanted, WB wanted to make another Batman game. So they 
gave it over to Montreal, and they used assets from Rocksteady. That's why the fighting mechanics in that game are different than what they've created today. With Gotham Knights, they had to. Now that I've played the game, now that I've played the story, they had to get rid of it. Because before, before I even played, I was like, why didn't they use the Arkham stuff? Mm -hmm. But now when you play the game, you're like, oh, well, they had to kill Batman off in this game because they want to try to build a series, right? WB, the brand itself, is trying to... They have a Gotham Knights show that was coming out, right? They have, they have these new characters that are trying to push in front. Like, Batman's there batman's gonna sell regardless right so they're trying to promote and sell their other characters now so they had to get rid of gordon they had to get rid of batman they wanted to get rid of the people that everyone was comfortable with and try to push it forward as far as okay we're making gotham knights so if this sells well gotham knights too i think will get a better reception than than gotham compared to batman arkham you see what i'm saying you're comparing a separate game that's like comparing horizons uh, uh forbidden west to god of war like, why would you do that, right? They're two separate oh, games God. completely. I don't. I just don't. I don't agree because that's that was I, that was going to be my question: is what do you think about people comparing it to the Arkham games? And here's why I don't agree. I know it's meant to be different, but I think saying it's like comparing Horizon to God of War is so extreme because if suddenly the guys who made if Sucker Punch said we don't want to make a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima, but they made a game in that world and on that island, and it was like a samurai game. I think people would expect it to be at the caliber of the combat. They would expect it to flow and feel. It doesn't sure. need, it doesn't meet, need the exact same systems, but you would say, hey, I expect the combat to be at that caliber. I know you're not making another Ghost of Tsushima. I'm making this up, by the way, guys. I want a Tsushima sequel. I'm just kind of throwing a, a what for out there. Another example would maybe even be how Assassin's Creed games have totally evolved. You have one where you're like a pirate with guns. You have one right. where you're doing like Spartan kicks and dives and heavy attacks in Odyssey, but then Origins was more sword and shield a lot of the times. Well, actually, there was a lot of different weapons to choose from. So I thought the comparison was fair, and I thought a lot of people dismissed the comparison and said, oh, you just wanted a Batman game. And I was like, no, actually, I didn't. I was kind of excited to play as the other characters. I loved playing as Catwoman in Arkham Knight and as Nightwing. I thought that was fun. You got a little taste of a different character's move sets. But I felt like the quality dropped so much that the only reference point I have is, well, look at Arkham Knight. Like, it's a seven-year-old game, and it just the punches and the combos feel better. I'm punching and doing combos in this. I have gadgets. I have ranged attacks. And Spider-Man as well. I It's, it's difficult if I can't make comparisons because there are so many melee-based games that nail it. And I felt like this just stepped way back beyond just the inability to lock on makes the camera work in combat just really cumbersome. The the camera work, uh, as you're doing the combat, if you do it correctly, and what I mean by correctly is when you'll understand if you play the game more, you understand the way the camera move and how the characters, like where the bad guy is reference to you. Sometimes you're up against a building, the camera doesn't move around. That's one of my big complaints. I feel like you should be able to lock on to a to a guy um uh, but it, it doesn't do that now the reason i brought up god of war to to forbidden west is they're two different studios though why would you compare a completely different studio to what arkham series is you see what i'm saying one's rock steady right no. and then one is one so for instance rock steady is making suicide squads right now is everyone going to compare suicide squads and it takes place in the same universe to 
the Batman game? No, it's a it's a gun playing game. It's a it's a gun. It seems like a gun looter or whatever it, it looks mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm. So would it be fair to compare Suicide Squads to Batman series because it's rock steady? You know what I'm saying? It's the same company making two different games now. I thought it was fair when people drew comparisons between Spider-Man and Batman because I think people were worried, rightfully so, people thought, oh, is it just going to be Batman with webs because Spider-Man's so different than Batman? And I thought those comparisons were helpful. Different studios, different superhero, different universe, and yet sure. the comparisons I thought were helpful. So I think the comparisons to Arkham Knight or the other Arkham games, it's helpful insofar as we determine quality. I, I don't want to compare and say... Oh, I wanted to be able to do all the things that Batman can do. That's that my comparison was more about does it feel like really good moment to moment melee based combat? Because there's lots of games that have melee based, whether it's Assassin's Creed, Spider Man, Batman, or, or or others. And I didn't feel that Gotham Knights was even at the hemisphere of melee based combat games that are old that are old. It felt and this is where I got a lot of heat, but I honestly felt like it was this was intended to be a live service mobile game where you were going to be doing like turn-based stuff because if you go look at Marvel Future Revolutions I played a, a lot of that yeah there's a lot of similarities like the way the range attack hits and the numbers pop up it's like I can't help but see similarities here and then they tried to take that system and turn it into more of a free flow without lock on and I think that's why it kind of doesn't feel it doesn't feel quite right and and I, I'm not saying it is a mobile game. It's almost like it's a, it started as a live service mobile game and then they decided to bring it to, to, to PC or, or whatever. It just doesn't... There's a lack of... There's few moments where it starts to shine and then I feel like it immediately gets stuck on this. It, everything feels almost like there's latency too, like input delay. It's like why... It feels like everything I'm pressing is happening like a moment later. Um... Yeah, and I think that's based on what the combat is. So, like, if I'm attacking and there's a guy on my left side and I want to do a heavy attack to him, I'll hold the Y button, push left on the analog stick, and then I'll dive into him. And then I see a guy to my right as I'm flying, and then I'll push right, and then I'll hit the X, and all of a sudden it'll click to him and then fly over, back over. To... So it, it it is a good system. It's not a great system. Like, for instance, I mean, Battlefield... 2042 doesn't have fully destructible environment right that's the bar set for me like i played battlefield one the last couple days right fully destructible environment should be the standard but yet there's first person shooter games coming out that don't do fully destructible environment right so for me personally i'm a little dis like i'm sad about it i'm like ah oh. like we were just having a conversation last night about call of duty if it had fully destructible environment i would yeah. be playing that game all the time right yeah. but they don't, they don't need to do that so when i look at the when i look at the gotham knights fighting style Yes, if you compare it to Batman Arkham, it's a shittier, or sorry, crappier uh, uh, crappier fight system. But if you just look at it on its own, and now this is a brand new IP, and if they make Gotham Knights 2, and they make Gotham Knights 3 down the road, like you would start comparing Gotham Knights 2 combat to improving off of Gotham Knights, what they've created. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. So, so for instance, Spider-Man 2 is coming out. What are, what are they going to up from the ante from what they did from Spider-Man 1 to Miles Morales to Spider-Man 2? Well, now you get to play two players, but it's not co-op, right? So that's that's their next evolution where you get to play multiple heroes or characters inside that world. Gotham gives you the option of playing four characters where Batman, you play just one during the main story. And then 
afterwards in those little arenas, you got to play Nightwing and Catwoman and Batgirl and all these other things. But that wasn't how Batman was in the very beginning. Over the course of the Arkham series, they started adding more to it. They added open world to it. They added the more arenas to it. So, like, I, I, I feel like Gotham Knights, and this is me, like, defending it after playing it for over 50, 60 hours, okay? Like, I crapped on it in the beginning because I felt exactly the same way as far as the combat system didn't look good, the grittiness of Gotham didn't look good. But after playing the game and looking at Gotham City, what they've done, yeah, Gotham City is, doesn't have that characteristic of what the old Gotham City had. But at the same time, this Gotham City works for this for this game, like what they've done for this game. And it's very interesting the way they, they've, they've implemented the stuff in this game compared to, I guess, past games. So I'm actually interested in the end game because that's always a huge debate, you know, end game and content loops and multiple playthroughs and, you know, what exactly you're doing with scalability. I know Skill Up said he felt like the loot system was a little ham fisted in. It was almost like they were sort of maybe going to do something like Avengers did. Maybe they got nervous and decided not to. So that that felt a little half baked and some of the reviews seem to indicate that. So maybe talk about that. Do you see longevity and potential there for that live service loot element or or is it in another category so again i played marvel's avengers way too long i played over a thousand hours of that so take that what you will okay and i played every single character every single mission i've done it thousands of times over that was a game that was trying to be a live service game that failed miserably this is not a live service game but at the same time, I feel like they do a live service game. They could potentially do a live service game better than the live service game, right? They mm-hmm. saw what Marvels was doing, and I said from the very beginning of Marvel, their their um, their sales pitch of everything's free afterwards was a huge mistake, huge mistake, especially in the comic book type of game because you could sell missions, you could sell missions as like comic book esque. Like if I went to a comic book every month or a comic book store every month and bought the comic book for that round right that issue then the next month i buy the next issue like that's what they should have done with marvel's avengers and i feel again we don't know i feel like gotham knights the way they've situated themselves the loot system is probably the worst loot system you'll probably get in the game honestly Hmm. because it's 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 got cool perks and stuff on it but once you have the top thing you're you can't get anything else better like it doesn't matter what flavor you got like it's four mods on a thing, and then the percentage of the uh, the concussive compared to the uh, the ice is the same. It only maxes out at a top level percentage, and you can't get more than that. So I don't know if they're going to switch that down the road, but the actual loot going around, doing the city, uh, always changing, always doing different uh, uh, different crimes around the city is cool. Now, can they make this a live service game? I don't know, but I, I, I've been talking about it as they should treat this like Outriders or treat this like Borderlands as far as just keep selling DLC. Hmm. So they have these they have these case files. I don't know if you ever did the case files with Harley Quinn or anything like that. No. But they have three case files in the game. And so you're playing Harley Quinn, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze. And I feel like if they can implement like three more DLCs come out or one DLC comes out and it has three more case files and you're you're fighting like two-face and bane and riddler right like this could be something really cool that they can do um other than that i don't know what the horror assault's gonna be that's a tower well marvel had the tower thing division had the tower thing minecraft dungeons has the tower thing they all have their tower thing but they're all done differently where 
Division is 100 floors you're going through, and whatever you pull out, you get, and you extract from that, and you, you can use. Minecraft Dungeons is you have to get to the end of the 30 floors, or you get a, a, a consolation prize for, for dying early. Marvel's Avengers, you get nothing <laughs> unless you unless you got all the way to the end, and then you would get something right for that for that hero. So you had to finish these six uh, six floors in the five different rooms, whatever you were doing, and it was really like it was technically like forty eight or 50, 52 floors or something like that. So I don't know what the way they're doing it is thirty floors, but what are you going for in that? So for the end game for that. Are you going for mods? Are you going for new skins? Are you going for new gear? And if you are going for those type of things, what is it going for? Because there's nothing else left to do. I can't go back and play Harley Quinn. I can't go back and play Mr. Freeze. I can't go back and play Clayface unless mm. I reset my game yet again for New Game Plus for the second time around. Okay, and then I have to go through the story again, which is a little off-putting for that because it gets a little mundane going through the same story again to go through the same fight again. I feel... In this open world Gotham, I said it two nights ago, I think on my stream, with the with the uh, the missions that you're doing on the map, I feel like if you did, let's say, five mob missions and 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 beat those crimes, very high crimes, it would open up a world boss on the map where you would fight the mob boss, whoever that is. It, let's say it's Two Face, right? And then if you did the freaks, then Harley Quinn would show up in the she escaped from the from the prison, and you have to you have to fight her again, like. This could be really cool if they added stuff like this in the game. But as it stands right now, it's you have a good 50, 60 hours of grinding for each of the characters, like total. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once you get there, you're just going to put the game down and wait for DLC to come out. What's your your experience been covering this? Because I I was ex I was harsh. I think that my credit I felt like my criticisms were fair. I didn't feel like I went overboard. You know, this is this is a game that I was looking forward to, hugely looking forward to. I, I 200%ed Arkham Knight. I think it's the only game I've ever done that with. I 100%ed Spider-Man. I love games like this. I love open world games. I love I love melee based combat games, and I love superheroes. And so, my my negative takes, my criticism, my shorts. I had a lot of people, you know, calling me a hater. There were people telling me, "Oh, you got this wrong because the review scores it has not fared well with review scores. It's 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 been pretty uh, low virtually everywhere it got reviewed. There was a few you know outliers where there was somebody saying it was like game of the year contender with Elden Ring, which I I honestly felt like I was reading uh, satire. <laughs> I would I wouldn't say that. Yeah yeah yeah. I I didn't gather that from anything you've said so far. It's not you gave it a seven. It's got rough edges. It sounds like a game you have to learn to love more than a game that hooks you right away. Um, but how's it been covering it as a content creator in this space? Do you get a lot of people coming in saying this game blows, it sucks, or do you have like really loyal, committed people that are really enjoying the game in the same way that you are? Uh, with my, with the people that watch me, a lot of people wanted to hate it, but then as they watch me play it, they're like, this actually looks pretty good. I don't understand why it's getting all the hate. Right. And then a lot of the review sites I've been going to, cause as I'm making content, I'm kind of like looking through this stuff. And I notice a lot of people that. If you're giving this game a 10, that's just pure love of your your DC fan. You're giving it a 10. But the people that are giving ones and zeros didn't even touch the game. Mm -hmm. They're literally just doing the ones and zeros in the Metacritic and other places just because sure. someone gave it a 10. They're giving a one or zero. Yep. Say what you want, you know, review bombing, whatever. Uh, but I, I feel like that the people that actually give this game a shot, they'll be very surprised that they've played worse games. Okay. <laughs> for a lot for a lot more money. Right, because they probably paid for one hundred and twenty dollars for the collector's edition 
you know, I'm not going to call anyone out like EA's Battlefield 2042, right? But, you know, like if you paid $120 for that and that, that game you're waiting for to to be finished and you're waiting for uh, Cyberpunk when it came out. If you're playing on PC, I'm not talking to you, but if you bought it on, on console, right, you're, you're waiting two years and now it's a 90%, right? Two years later, now Cyberpunk is getting the credit like, oh, it's a, it's a fantastic game on console. So I think if you go in hating it, then don't buy it. Like you just you're gonna hate it. But yeah, yeah. if you go in with an open mind, the game itself is actually a good game. It's a complete game. It's not a broken, buggy mess of a game. Besides the sixty frame, the frame rate issue. Okay, it's a pretty solid game. There was no really major crashes. Now, again, I say that someone's typing right now, going, "Well, I had so many problems." It's a case-by-case -case scenario, but for the majority of the population, they weren't having a lot of problems with the game besides the frame rate issues, which I know is a big thing. I'm not just pushing off to the side, but the core of the game itself is actually a complete game, right? It's a it's a complete game, yeah. Which we which we don't get in 2022 most of the time. Halo, No Man's Sky came out, Fallout 76, right? Cyberpunk, mm -hmm. all these games come out and they're not complete, but you pay right up up front. This one's getting more crap because it's seventy dollars and the sixty frame d doesn't hit it. If this sure. game was sixty, if this game was sixty dollars, would you expect it would be next gen? No, you would be like, okay, it's sixty dollars, right? If they came out with the last gen and new gen, <laughs> yeah, you would look yeah, at yeah. you. It would get a lot less hate than it would that it got what it because it was just on next gen. So people are like, oh, it's a next gen game, even though they just dropped the other one in May, right? So yeah, I, I feel like it's getting an unfair uh, scrutiny, but hey, each their own use your money where you want to use it buy the games you want to buy but if you don't play the game i don't think you can actually talk crap about the game because it's actually a pretty good game i would say that the scrutiny was warranted because of the 70 dollars next gen only they like quietly dropped old gen they really didn't announce it the the developers sadly were all about not telling us things that was kind of their mo like they didn't really tell us they dropped old gen it just kind of happened in an announcement and and then the you know the the gaming journalists had to kind of say hey oh by the way next gen's not listed any longer and they answered a question about why next gen wasn't included like in their discord there was no public statement yeah. made you know when people make public statements about a delay i think that was warranted they should have made a public statement about dropping old gen so when you drop old gen and charge 70 i feel all of the scrutiny was well warranted because and and truthfully if it would have landed on old gen and been 60 dollars this would have felt like the inverse of cyberpunk people would have said why would you even launch this on next gen it plays like an old gen game the 30 frames per second thing i was amazed at the level people were willing to go to defend that it was like this is not it, it, plague tale requiem had very similar issues it didn't it, yeah. it struggled to maintain 30 there's people in chat right now sort of saying you know the 30 FPS thing, it's dri it dips, it drops. That you know, they're saying it's not acceptable. What, what's your stance on that? You know, because chat chat's weighing in here. Sven says that also Sven put in 10 hours. He gives it a five out of 10. The story's good, but movement and combat kind of drag it down. In that realm of the 30 FPS kind of discussion, are you expecting that to be improved, patched, you know, bumped up, or is it something that you've just said that that's okay? I'm tolerating this. No, I've tolerated it, but at the same time, I'm not a big, I'm not a as I call a coffee snob or a wine snob, right? I'm not a frames per second snob, right? And I'm, this is not making fun of anybody, right? Like, sure, sure, sure. If you like your coffee, you're like this coffee tastes like you know this and whatever. I just drink the coffee if it's if it's wet and 
it's got coffee in it, I'm good to go, right? If video games are playing, I'm going to play the game regardless if it's 60, 120, 30 frames. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to give you my, my thoughts on that game if I'm interested in that game. As far as the, they already did a couple of patches. I think they've, they've, they didn't put a patch in where it's 60 frames per second, right? But they're, they're fixing stuff. They've done two patches on console, I believe, already uh, to do the stability more of, of to flush out the, the, the stability of it. And yeah. then same with PC and they have more coming. So as far as that, they are fixing it. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think the whole thing, they ran out of time. I, I really don't think that, I think WB, we're not speaking of WB Montreal. We're talking about WB, the company that owns the DC license, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think with this whole debacle going on, they're $50 billion in debt, right? They only had enough money to promote like two movies. They fired a lot of things. They got rid of a lot of projects. I think this probably was on the chopping block, right? And they decided instead of chopping it, they're like, we put all this work in. It's almost done. They delayed it, right, a year from last year because it was supposed to come out last year. They were having issues. The reason it didn't come out on the other consoles, it would have had it would have been a cyberpunk over again where it mm -hmm. wouldn't have ran. Like if yeah. it, if if they dropped this on the last gen consoles, more people this would have been more more of a problem because people like it's not even running. It would have had a Grand Theft Auto uh, definitive edition thing going on with it. You know what I mean? It just wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to be for for last gen. I think WB pushed them out and said you got to get this out. We want to make money. And I feel like there was a lot of time there. And I think they lost time as developers. And we'll, we're going to see this in a lot more games. Plague Tale probably had the same problems. But when COVID hit and developers, all depending on where they were in that process of making the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like if it was early on in their stages or mid-tier in their stages, it, it, it hurt the companies. So it's like if a writer strike goes on, on strike, it doesn't affect the people that are on strike that moment. But six months, nine months down the road when scripts are sure. starting to get pitched, that's when it start, starts to, to hurt the actual companies. And I think that's what happened here. Again, I'm not making excuses for them, but I think we're going to have, we're going to see a lot more games coming out that are like this, where they're, they're broke, uh, unfinished, the frame rate issues, Plague Tale had it. Um, you know, even look at Modern Warfare, right? As good as it is, it's having a lot of problems with it. It's like not cooked all the way. And I think oh, yeah. a, lot of the, a lot of stuff like that has, happens is because of what happened in the world as overall. So I don't know. I feel like the game, uh, again, if you don't like it, don't don't play it. Like no one, no one is, uh, no one's forcing you to go out and buy a game day one. There, there's literally, when I was a kid, you had to read Nintendo Power and you had like a, a paragraph to see if you wanted to buy a game or not. And then it came out that day and you would buy it. And then you would talk to your friends at school the next day. Now you literally can just boot up a computer, watch someone play it for the entirety of the thing. And then if you still go out and buy something and then go, oh, this game's stupid, that's just on you then, right? Because you put it, you didn't put enough time in for research and development where we as content creators, we're going to buy the game and try to give you. And look, I, I don't give Lono any crap because he didn't like it. Like, that's his choice. He, he said, not, not for me and moved on. Okay. Me, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide a service where I'm going to play the game. And if people have questions about it, I'll give you my honest opinion about it. And my honest opinion is if you're a fan, buy it. If you're not a fan or if you have any inkling of dis, you know, dissatisfaction, don't buy it. Wait for it to go on sale. There's, I don't, I don't want to buy any game anymore on, on day one unless it's God of War. And I'm not even buying it because I don't have a PlayStation 5. I don't want to play it on the uh, on PlayStation 4. Somebody in chat saying, Plague Tale was perfect. The console CPU is just not good enough. 2700X is blown away by new hardware. Get used to 30 FPS on next-gen titles. 
that's demonstrably false. I mean, the, the industry is showing that that's not true. That's just copium. I mean, you're just trying to cope with poor performance in games. Like, that that game has been... Both Plague Tale and Gotham Knights have been measured for their performance on PC by experts, and they have concluded it's not a hardware problem. The games are poorly optimized. So that, you're just writing something in chat that's false. There, I, I, there, there was an article written, I think, by the guy from Digital Foundry uh, on Eurogamer, if I'm not mistaken, and he actually... It's a little weird, but his article says that 30 frames per second are going to be the norm like that's what he said because based on the um now he works for digital foundry let me let me see if i can find the article i read it last week uh on on stream i the thing is though is that might be getting lost in translation i think 4k 30 is going to be incredibly common but i think giving people the option to do 14 40 60 is what folks want he he in, in the article he's talking about how they won't hit 60 but they'll do a uh like a 4k 40 They'll do 40 frames per second instead of the 60 frames per second. See, but see, that's not the debate we're having about Gotham Knights and Plague Tale. I I don't mind 4K 30 and 4K 40. That's not alarming. That's true of Ratchet and Clank. That's true of Horizon Forbidden West. That's not my argument either. What I'm saying is the guy's just saying that more games probably won't hit that 60 frames. That if they do, they'll probably go for the 40. If not, they'll stay at the 30. Uh, no, no, hang on, though. But that's only true if they're doing 4K. That's the industry standard right now. So is he saying they're going to do 4K 30 and not give people performance options? Because that's me, the big question. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm about to let me let me go find if, uh, the article. It's it's from Eurogamer. It's like a, about a week week and a half old, I guess. I mean, because yeah, he's saying watch Digital Foundry boom checkmate. I mean, I'm sorry you don't understand the discussion. Let me try to reframe it. 4K 30 is completely acceptable, and that exists right now. It exists, and it will exist in games like Callisto Protocol. It will exist and does exist in games like Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok. That's the industry standard. That's 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 not much of a prediction to be like, oh, most games are going to be hitting that. Yes, but then letting me check a button that that gives me dynamic resolution and 60 fps that's that's pretty much what everybody wants because we have that now and here's the other thing you can use that digital foundry article to try to excuse plague tale requiem and to try to excuse gotham knights digital foundry would not be doing that digital foundry has shown that both gotham knights and plague tale requiem are poorly optimized games sure sure he, he's not saying in the article, he's not making excuses for them. He's saying uh, in the article that the um, the future of it, most of the most of the companies can't get it because they, they they take the graphics and they want to make the graphics pretty. And sure. because the graphics are pretty, they can't make it run better, right? So they have to they have to give away something. So mm-hmm. he's he's saying that they have to at least if they if they can't make it run 60 frames, then in at least make it run 40 frames and he was talking about how the hurts i put it in in the uh in the uh, discord there for you so you can is he talking about the growing popularity of like 120 hertz 40 fps yeah that's he, another... he talks yeah he talks about the the way that the the monitors work with the 60 frames 120 frames and then the the hertz of how it uh I, let me let me find it, it says like 2.2 let me see if i can find at at, at the end of the day I think this comes back to a rant that I went on in the last stream. I told people, I said, here's a hot take. I think ray tracing is over, is just totally overblown. Ray tracing is overhyped, overblown. Rip it out of games. It does it. It's just an optimization hog, which is partly what you're talking about, right? Like the idea that, yeah. oh my gosh, we've got to do all this amazing, awesome stuff. And then performance always struggles. Like I've, I tried telling people today, I was like, 
if you're looking at Gotham, I'm sorry, if you're looking at God of War Ragnarok and thinking that this game somehow isn't next gen, this is what most next gen games are going to look like because you can't go you can't go far much beyond this because the the hardware itself is limited. Yeah. He says here, he says, the reason 30 frames per sec- uh, second exists is the frame persists of two screens refresh, looks inconsistent. Uh, I'm sorry, a clean device at 60, 60 hertz refresh rate. Okay. He says the same pre- 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 uh, premise for the screen refreshes looks consistent for 40 frames per second. Logically, progression of the new wave, 124 hertz. Okay. He says then, if the, if the may sound weird, but only getting an extra 10 frames per second, but frame rate isn't linear frame rate is at 30 frames per second updates at every 33.3 milliseconds at 60 frames per second game updates after 16.7 milliseconds targeting 40 frames per second puts you bang in the middle of 25 milliseconds per frame persistence okay he says that if you take that so instead of sacrificing the graphics you can have the beautiful graphics but you're gonna realistically they can't hit 60 frames per second they're gonna have to go with the 40 frames per second, which I think the performance um, at the 4K for God of War is doing that, right? They're doing the 40 frames per second at the at the 4K. Is is that correct? I don't know. There's four modes. There's four modes, mm-hmm. and I think one of them one of them targets that. I'm not quite sure because I, I I had a hard time keeping all the numbers straight because they're giving us four modes instead of typically it's just three right. modes. Um, I don't think even even in light of where game companies are going to try to go, I don't think we're going to lose performance options. I think that is a standard right now. I think one thing Gotham Knights has helped with is it's established that people bought next-gen consoles and they want that choice because Callisto tweeted sure. like in the wake of this controversy. So I don't necessarily think that we're going to like lose performance options. Like I would anticipate in two or three years all the games I'm buying will be 4k 30 ray tracing and then if i want to turn all that stuff off and get a 1440 60 experience i should be able to do that now again if companies go nuts and they put in all this extra bloat and it can't do that well then i fault the developers for that because i was promised better resolution better frame rate better load times and if i start losing everything and all i'm getting is better resolution and my load time sucks now and my frame rate sucks now well then i i don't that's 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 an irritation that i would have as a consumer that like you guys really went lopsided here now they do cover their ass though because xbox and playstation their first party title games are running next gen right they are faster their load times faster all their games are running at a faster frame rate right so they're not lying about their first party titles it's the third party titles that mm. are coming out that are not hitting that that mark and i think just like a, an artist using like i said earlier using different paints that's up to the developer to decide what they can do with the team they have and the budget they have and uh first party titles are only making games for that first party like god of war is only making for playstation 4 and playstation yeah. 5 right yeah. where Gotham Knights is making it for PC, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, were, was making it for the old generations as well. So there's more development time that goes into that when you're going third party and you try to get as much across the board as possible. Again, mm-hmm. not making excuses. I'm just saying, realistically, first party titles are only making a game for one system where the third party guys are making the game for all these systems, plus all these graphic cards if they're making it on PC. And I think they get torn apart a little bit. And I don't think that's going to be... As consumers, yes, you should want the best. But at the same time, just look forward to it. You're not going to be playing every single game that comes out because they're not all going to hit that 60 frames per second. 
chat feel free to weigh in on the discussion we're pulling comments from chat it is Mike and I kind of having a discussion we're going to continue talking Gotham Knights for a little bit longer smash the like button for me too by the way we would love to see a little milestone of likes on the vid it helps us out now in this discussion about 30 frames per second the developers defended Gotham Knights and said hey we, we gave you untethered co-op, which I think we all kind of chuckled at that as a reason for the entire yeah. game to struggle to perform. <laughs> but um, you were in good company saying, oh my gosh, co-op's such a blast. I actually bought this game on my PlayStation hoping, hoping like one day they would put out a patch for performance and I would like play it with my wife because we like playing games together. In the realm and in the category and context of the untethered co-op, the more we looked at the details of it, did you feel that the untethered really added to the experience or is it like, no, this is a traditional fun co-op experience. Like stick with your buddies and and do fisticuffs. Like how's your experience with co-op been? And do you feel untethered added anything at all? I kind of, I kind of do as a, this is weird as a gamer. I look at it and go, who cares about the untethered co-op, right? Like you're going to be hanging out with each other, playing the game, but as a fantasy like i'm i'm a superhero in gotham mm-hmm. right it it is pretty cool that all of a sudden like i'm i'm going to go fight a crime on the south side of the city and you're up in the north side of the city and it's just like lower level crimes that we're doing but then a very high one is in the center of the city and we join up forces and we and we like fight now the co-op 100% is is better playing the boss fights we, we did the hard on the hardest difficulty with co-op and played and those boss fights were a lot better than they were when i was solo and at a, at a medium setting right it, it felt like they being the boss encounters for co-op a lot of this game is based on co-op so yeah looking at it as a gamer going who cares if you're up in the north and the south right and you guys are separated right who cares but the fantasy of being a superhero and then going around gotham city and you're protecting your city right like as a gamer like you watch a movie, you can only pretend that you're the character, but in a video game, yeah. you are the character, right? Yeah. So in that in that fantasy world, I think it is cool. But as a gamer, just looking at it, going, eh, I just want to play the game. I don't really care about the tethering or non-tethering, because uh, there are games though. Don't you hate like when you go too far away? It, it says, uh, you got to get closer to the guy because you're too far away, right? Or it, it just teleports you to the thing. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I really wish I could go. I really wish I could just go that way. Yeah. And you couldn't. Well, now you can, right? Now you can go to the, the entire opposite end of the map. And I think technically, technical-wise, I think that's a, a step up for the, for this uh, for this game, right? So they took Spider-Man, Manhattan, and they made Gotham, and they made it wide open. Now you can have two superheroes going around, you know, defending the city. I don't know. I I, I feel like it's... It's good in one way, but gamer-wise, you're you're looking at it and people just shrug it off. Go, we didn't ask for this, right? Like Fallout seventy six, we didn't ask yeah. for multiplayer co-op. We want to just Fallout co-op, right? <laughs> right. If you gave me the choice between traditional co-op at sixty FPS and untethered at thirty, I mean, I would I would pick tethered co-op sure. every time. Sure, but then at the same time, once you have that sixty frames and you're playing that game, would the next thing out of your mouth go, "Man, this game would be a lot better if it's co-op." Well, but what I mean is, I would have, I would take t- a traditional co-op. Like if we have. Oh, to be- you're you're saying you're saying sixty frames where you have to stay next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be I, fine, I, I, be I fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with the mission design, it does tether you, right? Like if you go do a mission, it like yanks your buddy to you. Um, in a mission design, when you're doing like the 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 case files, it launches directly from. So it's, it's like you're almost going to a different instance. Like for instance, the Mister mm-hmm. Freeze they showed two years ago. 
that doesn't happen in the in the big world map. Like all of a sudden, the building doesn't just freeze and you're like in the open world. Be cool if it was, but it's like a literally just separate thing. So you launch it from the belfry and then you go into that mission. So in that mission, though, if I stay at the front and he runs all the way to the end of the board, uh, yeah, it, you're untethered. You can go through the whole level, but it's it's its own it's its own separate entity. You know what I'm saying? It's not wide open in the world. Okay. Okay. Now, something that that I was immediately irritated by was if I crafted something, I didn't get it. I had to go back to base. That felt very yeah. odd. And I also didn't quite feel like the world felt open world because I would get somewhere, open a door. There'd be like a set piece and then I had to go somewhere else. I'd open a door and then there'd be a set piece. It felt very compartmentalized. I was, in a j- I was in a jail. I, like, I got to a jail and I felt like every set piece could only be so big and then I had to get kind of funneled through a door, a, a, like a door loading oh, screen. Those, those the, where you squeeze through, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that's the case files. That's the, the thing I was talking about. That That is more direct, where if you're just open world, driving around doing the uh, the, the, the crime fighting, mm-hmm. that's open world. But okay. when you pick the missions, yeah, that's 100%. You're... you're, you're you're honed in on where you're supposed to go. Like you can't, you can't vary off. There's not very many rooms or stuff you can go in. You're just doing the mission. You're just doing the the boss fight. You're progressing through that 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 story. So the boomeranging back to base. Do you feel because I felt like that was out of step with most open world games that I've played. I don't. There's not very many games. Whether it's Spider Man, Tsushima, Forbidden West, it's like I get stuff, I make stuff, and then I'm just kind of going about my day. It's not like get stuff, make stuff. Got to go back home to get it. That felt odd to me. They again, it's it's the fantasy of you're a crime fighter in Gotham. So like, if you if you're Batman, and all of a sudden you find stuff, would you MacGyver it in the middle of the field, or would you go back to your base, analyze it, and then make it? You see what I'm saying? Like they they. But Batman doesn't do that in the previous games. He does it out in the wild. Well, yeah, because that's that's the he. You're finding the, the gear though. Like he finds the batarang, or he finds the grappling hook, and he he make like he has it. It's not like he's piecing it together like he found like a a, a paper clip uh a, a piece of metal and then a, a piece of rope and he made a a claw right like he's unlocking these the, the technology where this you're in the belfry there's like a 3d printer right next to where you <laughs> there is I'm, I'm letting you know there's a 3D i know no printer. that just sounded funny right? to me it's a 3d and, printer and, yeah there's a 3d printer in there and then when you bring it back and customize your like you see that like it doesn't one for one make the suit right next to you in the 3d printer but that's that's what it's supposed to be looking right. at, right? Like, you found the materials. Now you're bringing it back to the Belfry to make the costume, <laughs> to make the changes for you. That's that's what they're doing. Again, <laughs> fantasy compared to what gamers want. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. It, it, didn't feel, it didn't feel conducive to what I'm what I'm accustomed to. It's like, oh, I got all this stuff. Cool. Let me build it. And it's like, yeah, you oh, you got to go base. you got to go back to base and get it. It makes it funny that like, you got to go back to base and 3D print it. Print it. I, like, yeah, you gotta... <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It makes me want like, you know the you know the movies, the kick-ass movies. It's like we need a kick-ass video game now. Like go back to base and make your weapons yeah. and costumes and stuff. Um at, that, at the, 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 the gear that the gear that you make though is kind of you know, it's so weird because if you, because it is a looter, right? It is a looter, but it's not a looter. It's a live service game, but it's not a live service game. And if you just got the stuff out in the field, you would just equip it right away and you would be 10 times stronger instantaneously. They don't, they don't want you to do that, right? They want you to go back. 
does it time. does it scale or something so like as you're doing that is it trying to scale to you so is that why they don't want you to do it it like it creates the instance with the enemies is do you think yes. that's what they're doing yeah so when you go back out into the belfry out once you leave the belfry to go back in the world it's scaled to you at that time so if you found new gear oh. and then added it you would be stronger than the the enemies that were there right so then you would have to right. go back to belfry and then relaunch yourself again then they would scale again to you yeah that feel they really want this was gonna i think they wanted this to be a live service game it just 100 100 that because that right there what you just described is not a traditional linear rpg experience that's a world adapting to you so that it can have that elasticity with your progress you and, and it also gets it also gets harder when you have a co-op guy come into your world. So it also scales with that as well. Okay. So in co-op, does it scale to the highest person or does it try to average between the two of you? Um I I couldn't tell you honestly because the people I'm playing with are exactly the same level as me. So Okay. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Okay. Uh, guys, we are doing a weekly segment called the Reforge Rundown covering Gotham Knights. If you just got here, we've been covering it for about an hour talking about Gotham Knights gameplay, our review and our thoughts. Be sure to smash that like button. We've had so many people here. Thank you for a great turnout. But without likes, the video will be viewed as performing poorly. It's a shame that we have to say that, but it is true. And there's more to talk about than just Gotham Knights. So before we transition off of Gotham Knights, we we have some other things we want to talk about, but we don't want a show with like a Gotham Knights title and thumbnail to be about too many other things for too long. So the second half of the segment in the show will be a little bit more free flow, but I wanted to get some final words. So final thoughts on Gotham Knights, Mike, as far as your plan for coverage, your plan for streams, you know, you, you already kind of made mention, and I actually, on paper, thought that your outlines for DLC sounds dope. Like, I could literally see going to a storefront and buying a comic book, and that's the DLC. Like, that's dope. Um, and giving you that experience of like, oh, hey, you know, two faces in town. So, you know, what, what are, you know, final thought summary, and what are you kind of planning on doing with this game? Because it does, it seems like you've you've kind of gone to almost every corner of it and, and checked all the nooks and crannies. You know what's left for you with uh, with covering it, streaming it, and then obviously hopes for future content. Covering wise, I'm we have heroic assault later this month, so I'm trying to level up my characters because I don't know what to expect. I, I'm, I'm like trying to get ready for a raid. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm trying to level up my guys to be as strong as possible because I don't know what that content's going to be. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna cover that. There's been some leaks, which I won't say, but it, it seems pretty cool if the if these are true as far as the DLC type of stuff that they're gonna add. Uh, there's like potentially some sort of other game modes that they could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested in that type of stuff. And then other than just covering that, I'm going to make videos like I just said to you, like as far as uh, my thoughts and like what they could make this game into, like the theor- th- theoretically what they could do, you know, just as a fan, as a as a gamer, like, man, this game would be so much better and get the conversation going. Because that's really what my new channel is about, right? I, I come up with something, have conversation, people make comments, we go back and forth. Because at the end of the day, we're all gamers, right? We all want the best for the games. We want our games to be good. We want our games. But at the same time, if the games are bad, we also have the passion of how could we make this game better, right? Type sure. of thing. So that's that's where uh, that's how I'll be covering Gotham moving forward until the new content comes out. Well, we, we cover more than Gotham, obviously. Like we've covered a lot of things this week, and we always kind of we want the we want the second portion of the show. So if you are tuning in for Gotham Knights coverage, that's you know it's first half, but. 
what you've been covering a lot of other things and I know you've kind of well I'll let you decide what you want to talk about because I saw some stuff on Hogwarts as well you know what have you been covering you know where do you want to take us now because I, I I'm you, you can ask me questions because like you've been covering a lot of other things other than Gotham Knights um well if you want to talk about Hogwarts we can talk about Hogwarts I mean we know a lot but we don't know a lot you know what I mean there's a lot that we right don't know about that game which I'm a little uh like okay, what what type of game do you think Hogwarts is going to be? We know it's like an action adventure RPG type of thing, right? But you know what I'm asking. Like, what type of game is like? I I say it's the Skyrim of for Harry Potter fans, right? Where you can go out and explore uh, pretty much everything, but at the same time, some of the mechanics. Like, I made a I made a video on uh, the targeting system, right? Where you have that like white outline around the guys, and it kind of reminds me of Gotham Knights that that, that I've played it. Where if I'm bouncing back and forth between guys in the melee. And my battle rings are hitting them, but there's no melee in this. This is all spells and all the things. Like, how do you feel the spells are going to work? How do you feel mm. that the targeting system is going to work? Yeah. So your first question, I think this is going to be a surprising game for people. Like Harry Potter fans are obviously going to love it, but I look at it and I see all the pieces and parts of a game that will surprise folks. There's going to be a lot of RPG depth to it. You can build like a homestead. You can really invest in this game. It's not going to be a very simplistic, straightforward adventure. I believe it will be very much an RPG adventure game. And the combat will be where I do think many people that, let's say you're not a huge Harry Potter fan. I think combat's where some folks are going to fall off. They're going to say, I don't like this. Because it is very much range-based, spell-based. But the more I watch the combat and the more I kind of watch how things flow, I actually think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be its own game. It's not going to feel like another game. You're not going to say, oh, this really reminds me of this other game's combat. There there won't be much point of comparison other Mm -hmm. than maybe some of the other games like Gotham or, you know, other games where you do a lot of far away fighting maybe guardians of the galaxy had some stuff with star lord and kind of how he fought so uh, but i do think that is where some people are going to kind of jump ship they're going to say i just can't get into the combat but i have a feeling if they get into the combat and they invest i think this game has a lot of potential now there are people that are hesitant and they don't like the term live service. Everybody thinks live service means your game is going to turn into diluted garbage where you don't get any good content. But I could totally see them doing this as a live service game that's ongoing. I don't think there's any commentary from the developers to support that. So it no. may be a game where they decide to do sequels so you go up in your years at the school because mm-hmm. this is this is year Oh golly, you're seven. You're a fifth year. This you're a fifth, fifth year. year. Fifth yeah, year. Yeah, you're sorry. a fifth year. You're right. Yeah, but then and then there would only be then the potential for the sixth and the seventh year, if they were to do sequels. As far as I understand it, I think that's what I remember people telling me that if they were to do DLC or sequels, they would only be able to do a sixth and a seventh year. Um, and maybe they could do something beyond that, like you become a teacher or something. I don't know. Maybe you become a lot stronger and you're no longer a student. Uh, so. <clears throat> I think it's going to be very successful. I think they smartly got away from Ragnarok because I think they just knew we can't, we, we're not going to try to compete with Ragnarok. Even though it was oh, set on sure. December, I think PlayStation probably had a conversation with them and said, listen, you know, we're in a marketing contract with you. And if you land in December, you're going to get hurt because we're, there's probably going to be Ragnarok combo units 
for the holidays. There's going to be all this big push to get people on a PlayStation 5 and to get people playing God of War, and Hogwarts would have kind of gotten, you know, hurt by that, because Hogwarts is multi-platform. There is no launch date for Switch yet, and I think PlayStation's going to be a big, big audience for them, because of the marketing and how many people have seen those trailers. So, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope Obviously, when I start to see lots of systems and I, I, I start to see depth, but well, I don't see the depth yet, right? I see breadth. Breadth right. can lead to no depth or a very right. disorganized bad game. So I hope that is not what I'm seeing. Okay, well, the combat system, right? So right now there's like, I think, discovered discoverability, there's three unfor, you know, unforsaken uh, spells, but there's like 18 total, 18 or 19 total. Uh, do you... Obviously, there's going to be some sort of cooldown system, right? Because of these these spells. Otherwise, you can't. You, you just spam the the one spell over and over, right? So, there's got to be some sort of type of uh, you know replenish system or cooldown system. But how do you figure they're going to do the spells? Like, if you have ten spells, do you think they're going to do like the L, you know, L L one L B one, and then like. X, right. Y, A, E type of thing, and then like R one type of thing. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope it's not set like um, what game am I trying to think of right now? Where you put them in your inventory, and it's like your hot bar system, and then that's your the only ones you can use is like five of eighteen spells. Like that to me would take me right out of the Harry Potter fantasy world, right? Because obviously a, a, a wizard has all those spells that they know like on hand because it, yeah knowledge right so you would think that they could just whimsically just do it when they need to do it um hmm. I, I don't know do you think there's a, a timer do you think there's a replenish system like a you have to drink some potions that make your magic you know what i mean i don't know i i, I feel like there's so many yeah. what i call the meats and potatoes of this right we, we've seen the dressing and the dressing looks phenomenal right mm-hmm, like the graphics mm-hmm. look fantastic like that the the exclusive content i know i'm all over the place for playstation they get the thing for one year in front of PC and Xbox as far as like the the other dungeon and the shop and you make money from that which then you can invest in other things do you think that's a huge thing or do you think the PC Xbox guys get to do also a different shop just not that shop like this is a add-on bonus not a you know you're missing an opportunity type of thing right because it would be weird if they just cut you off completely from two of the three systems yeah, the, the exclusivity irritated me. A lot of people say, you know, I'm a Sony fanboy or whatever, and I will be getting the game on Sony mainly because of the controller and the glow of the colors. I thought that sounded awesome. And the haptics for, you know, the spells and stuff and the mixing right. of the potions. But then when I saw the exclusivity, I got a little annoyed. I was like, come on, this is such a bygone era. You know, you're buying stuff and the other consoles can't get it for a while. I, I don't like that. I don't like the way that feels. I want somebody else to buy this game and have the same experience or potential experience that I'm going to have. So I wasn't too thrilled about that. You know, and as far as the spells go, I do think there will be some kind of a stamina meter like so you can't just be doing Right. Because not every spell is equal, you know, because there's obviously there's like stupefy and right. then there's you know, Expecto. Well, now that Expecto Patronus is like summoning your Patronus. There's like the one you can kill them, like uh, uh, Avacadavra, or however you say it. That's it. Th- yeah. Those two can't like Stupefy and Avacadavra can't be equal. Like in strength and in in power consumption, that would be really awkward because you could just be like, "Well, I'm gonna kill everybody," and you just Avacadavra everybody. Right. right. Um. 
<laughs> so I would imagine there's going to be some kind of a stamina meter or energy meter that gets consumed when you do a spell just to keep from mindless spamming. I also would see you having four spells on your maybe maybe when you hold a button down, right? You just hit one of the four buttons. Right. You hit you hit a bumper and then you hit one of the four buttons for one of your spells. And then maybe the, maybe the other button pulls up more more defensive healing spells. So like you'll have four that are more offensive, four that are more defensive, and you just hit a bumper accordingly. Because the other thing you're going to need on the buttons when not hitting a bumper, there does seem to be a dodge, and there does yeah, I think I think I've seen a jump. I think you're I think there's times where you can jump. So you you would you'll so you'll need basic movement buttons and then I'm imagining you'll hold down like a bumper or something yeah something to then, like that to then switch so yeah and then some kind of an energy meter so that way you're having to say okay there's a big guy I'm gonna use a big spell on him and then that's gonna be a thing you have to navigate around like suddenly you don't have all of your stamina and that's gonna be the RPG element because we the only thing we know is that there is a chest finder ability or stat or something that you get from the one um the one potion that PlayStation users can get mm. it's going to allow you to see chests that I guess you can find so there's going to be that element which means there's there likely al- will be like yeah, stats there's also chests that uh apparently you have to be invisible for and who knows when you find out that invisibility spell so you might see a chest early on but you won't be able to do it until you get that or learn the uh certain spells right or so maybe you get a clo- maybe you get the invisibility cloak and use it you know oh, that's cool yeah you, that could be because the customization i mean you're going to go to a store and you can dress your character you can get all sorts of different you can get different wands the cool thing that they did right out of the gate you can use the wizarding world website yeah. get sorted get your wand get your patronus and then sync it so when you go into the game it's got all your stuff like i thought that was such a nice touch for the big, big dedicated fans. Like, that's that's got to feel pretty awesome. Like, there's a part of me that feels this sort of strange, hey, I hope you guys get a good game. Because I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. I think I Neither probably I. will be once I read the books to my kiddos. We're, we're working through Redwall right now, which that would make an amazing video game, actually. But, um... So I'm like looking at them saying, man, I hope you get a good game. Because I know what it's like as a Star Wars fan to get crappy Star Wars games. So I, I hope Harry Potter fans get a home run here because I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to play it and I think I'm going to have a good time with it. But I am not looking forward to this to the same degree as a, as a, as a Potter nerd. There's just no way I can have the same level right. of affinity that they do. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I'm not a Potterhead, right? And But I'm excited for it as a gamer. I'm excited because of what it is because uh, when I didn't know what Skyrim was or Mordor or Oblivion, you know, when I first got those games, I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. Get to explore this this world. This is just next level. When you take an IP that someone loves, like if you made a yep. Transformers game <laughs> for for me and I got to go around like Cybertron and stuff like that, I'd be all over it, right? I'd be all over it. But for for Harry Potter fans, I think this is uh, just amazing. There's, there's a lot of things in this game. I'm just like, do you think it'll be overwhelming to the bunch like us that's not Harry Potter fans? Because if you're a fan nothing's going to sway you from this game, right? Like you are, you are in this game 100%. It doesn't matter if it's the worst game in the world. You're going to be like, this is the best game in the world, right? Because it's, that's what you like. But if you're just a casual gamer, it's like, ah, what is this Harry Potter game? Let me, let me pick up this Harry Potter game. And it is like a Skyrim where it's just, or, or Starfield, right? Where it's just super big and just so much stuff to do. 
do you feel like the average person would get like overwhelmed and be like, mm. yeah, I, I paid $70 for it and I enjoyed it, but after 15 hours, it's just too much for me. Yeah, I think that comes down to just game design because if you can set up a game with linear direction and the non-Harry Potter nerd can, and I say that with love in my heart. I love Harry Potter sure. nerds. I think they're awesome. Sure. But if you're not a Harry Potter nerd, I would hope that they set up the game in sort of a linear way that you just get to enjoy an awesome story. Like, I wonder if this will make make Harry Potter fans out of people. They'll say, I gotta go check out these movies and books. This is a really great world. Right? right? This is a good, this is a good, this is a good vibe. Like, it's just cool. It's mysterious. It's neat. It's not a traditional RPG with knights and mages and warriors it's you're you're a student and you're you know you're fighting dark forces it's kind of spooky kind of scary but it also seems very big and very open and i think if they can balance that folks will love it because if you look at a lot of the open world games there's always that linear push you know the first time you played you know horizon or like far cry 3 you know, it's massive. There's so many places to go. And yet there's always that tug. Hey, go over here. Hey, go do this. Go talk to this right. guy. And I think if they nail that, non-Harry Potter fans will probably be perfectly happy to enjoy the game. That I, again, think the major snag that's going to make a lot of people bounce maybe a little too early, I bet you the combat makes people say, eh, because they're going to want to be able to punch and hit. Right. You yeah, know, it's going to be weird whatever purely third person range based spell combat is going to you know make people feel a certain kind of way i was hoping that there was going to be some kind of co-op in this game it always seems like there's a companion with you i was like oh that'd be so fun to have somebody do a ride along like in the far cry games there's like a they started doing co-op where like a random no-name person like drops in the game and plays alongside of you I thought, oh, that'd be so great to always have somebody with you. Because I'm thinking about, you know, oh, I could play this game with my wife. She, we both like Harry Potter sort of from a distance. We like it. We enjoyed the movies. So that would have been a great, great addition, I think, to this game, two-player co-op. I, man, I feel that's one thing that coming off of Gotham Knights, you know. It only runs at 30 frames per second, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I thought that about Immortals Phoenix Rising the last time I saw my kiddos playing it. I was like, this would be so fun to play to people, you know? Yeah. And I, it's a shame that co-op probably won't be common and standard because like what we were just talking about, if you push the graphics, if you really go that far, I think it makes co-op more challenging. I think, okay, so obviously Gotham Knights, we knew it was co-op, but we thought, it, why wasn't it four players since there was four players? And now they announced the heroic assault thing, so yeah. you can have four players. Mm-hmm. Maybe down the road, Harry Potter's like, hey, by the way, uh, there's a different kind of game mode. Mm. I'm not saying like a Quintage game or anything like that, but just like you can go, because it, it does seem weird, right, that you can get your own house, but no one's seeing it. Right. Yep. Like you yep. can get your own store, but no one's seeing it. You have these cosmetics, but no one's seeing it. It's like it's like this game was created to show off stuff. But at the same time, unless you're a YouTuber or a content creator, no one's seeing it. Right. Nobody's seeing it except uh, your mom and dad in your house or your kids. And you're like, hey, look, look at the house I made in, in, in Harry Potter. Like no one's seeing it. And it, it seems a little weird uh, that they, they chose to do it this way. But again, maybe just physically they couldn't do it they're like yeah no we don't want to fall at 76 in our hands 
Right. I mean, people have said similar things about Starfield. Like, it'd be so fun to do some kind of a companion update. I would love that. Just an update later on. Like, hey, you know. Oshima type of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, uh, golly. Well, there is what looks like there's an area. Such, chat's going to have to help us here. In one of the trailers, they outlined an area that you can go down into, like a dungeon or something. Right. And it looks like a wave-based, like, survival area. Like, there's barrels, and it seems like you kind of have to survive down there. And I'm wondering if maybe they could do something with that. Like, you could play that together. There's no Quidditch either, so it's like, you know, maybe they'll they'll add that. You know how they added Ghost of Tsushima Legends? They'll just make right. a totally free side piece called, you know... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just add... Hogwarts down- Quidditch. Yeah, whatever. Something, uh, even, <clears throat> even if it is a, a wave-based arena type of thing that that would be pretty interesting that you're you're going up against uh just wave yes it's 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 like the bare bones that you could put in to to do something but it would be cool to see your friends and you're you're both fighting you're a wizard you're you're both both wizards fighting all the the bad guys in the game i mean that's that's a fantasy you know that people want to do yeah i think we would like it oh it's called the dark arena thank you thank you dueling other people yeah duels would be cool you know you could have button pre- it would almost be kind of like guitar hero like you'd each get like smattering of button presses you have to do and then whoever's the best wins that'd be fun that, that would be cool because there there is a there is a shot that they have where you're on the table uh and they're fighting it, it almost looks like a quick time event you know it's almost it almost looks like a quick time event where it starts off with you both doing it I, I guarantee you there's gonna be some sort of button that pops up and makes you just hit like a or b or x real fast to, yeah. to try to fight yeah that's what it seems like it does seem like that or kind of like Beat Saber, like like buttons will be flying at you, and you have to like hit them, you know, X and square and triangle, oh, like you. Through, yeah, through the through the actual beam that's coming out of their mm-hmm. wands, like you see the thing, and you have to hit it right at the right moment. Yeah, huh, yeah, and be- you could have a one v one mode where like the person that's more accurate, their beam moves closer to the other person, and then that's how you win. Yeah, that could like be really war. fun. Yeah, it's like yeah. a tug of war. That could be awesome. I look at us. Look at us. Yeah, we're, we well, we we could give. <laughs> we should be working on video games. Col- yeah, co- console. <laughs> well, you've been covering Hogwarts. Obviously, this week, I've spent a lot of time covering... I've been very carefully covering God of War Ragnarok. Oh, is that out? Is that coming out? It's, yeah, it's I, right I, around I didn't the know. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. It, it's almost here, Mike. <laughs> and uh, what did you make of the, the review treatment? We've got another Elden Ring, 9s and 10s. Game's not out yet, and the review outlets are like masterpiece 10 out of 10 9 out of 10 you know metacritic it's got a 94 not a single mixed review out of 116 reviews on metacritic which is really tough to pull off what do you make of this you know game of the years around the corner elden ring seemed like it was the shoe in winner uh what are you you're watching goth you're watching sorry god of war ragnarok you know kind of land and already just start dominating the news cycle well, the, if you're talking game of the year, Elden Ring was a great game, but if God of War is, it's what have you done for me lately, right? The last game that's stuck in people's heads is going to be this game because it's right, literally right before the deadline of yep. of game of the year, right? So you're going to be like, oh, God of War, did you see that? Like right now, people are like, Elden Ring who? Like because this game is is prevalent right now. As far as the, I, I talked about this last night on, on my podcast, I don't like scores like this, right? Because like if I see a nine point five and a couple of people gave a nine point five, I believe they don't also believe in 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 tens, perfect scores. Like their nine point five is a ten because 
there's no such thing as a 10. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I believe that the scores, obviously this has nothing against, uh, right. I thought the first God of War was a fantastic game. I loved it. I play games for stories and I love the story of it. And I, I look forward to this one day when I play it. When, when you say perfect. first God, when you say first God of War, you mean the very first, or are you referring to 2018? Well, I was referring to 2018, but I've even played the other ones in the past as well. Yeah, but I'm talking about the 2018 one specifically because okay, that's the that's the the sequel to this one, right? So, so you like you played that you played God of War 2018. You played it to completion, whole story. Yeah, the whole thing. Love. Okay. It. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I played. I I absolutely loved it, and I was like, man, this is going to be really good. And again, when you look at a game like this, auto, all automatically you're like, oh game of the year contention you don't need to see anything right just the name god of war ragnarok you're like that's game of the year right coming out game of the year because you were so excited after you played the first one uh or 2018 version i should say that when this one comes out is there's no way it's gonna go to crap there's no way that they santa monica studios could pull off what they did in 2018 and make a worse game now obviously could it be a uh as good as a story it's hard to do that, right? When you make a sequel, that's this is why like uh, Star Wars: New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi type of stuff, where the the second one peaked and then the third one kind of lets down because you build up this whole this whole uh, yeah. yeah the hype in your head, you know what I mean? So right now, God of War Ragnarok 100% could be better than the the first one, 2018. Now, five years from now, when they come out with a third one. You'd be like, oh, you know what? It wasn't as good as the second one, right? Like the second one, like Mass Effect's the same thing. Type yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't believe in perfect games. I, I believe if you're going to be super critical and uh, on hard, and I'm not talking about Gotham Knights, just any game, any game, right? There was one review that happened like three, four years ago. Remember the guy? He finished a game. He thought he finished the game. Gave it an eight, right? But he only played like one quarter of the game. And then everyone was telling him that you didn't even play the full game. And then he went back and played the full game, and he came mm -hmm. back with an 8.2. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, how did you go from an 8 to an 8.2 when you only finished a third of the game, right? It was like something just so stupid like this. And this is why I don't like the scores. Like, obviously, like I said for Gotham Knights, if you like a game, if you're going into this and you want Starfield to come out, that's going to be your game, then that could be a 10 for you, right? But yeah, overall, God of War is just a... It's just a beautiful game. It was beautifully done, the first one. I haven't seen too much of this one. I didn't watch. Mm. I watched. I did watch Skillup's review, and he was very uh, candid and not talking about, like, spoilers or anything like yeah. that. So, uh, I mean, it does. It looks It looks phenomenal. It looks interesting. I love story, and the story between Kratos and uh, his son is just, I mean, as a dad, come on. Like, oh, yeah. You, it, pulls, it pulls at your strings and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? So, I... I'm looking forward to this. Unfortunately, I'm not getting it on purpose because I don't want my PlayStation 4 to take off uh, because it, it's <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna run super super loud when you play yeah. on PlayStation 4. And I want to play the best experience. I, I said this past couple weeks. I want to play Ragnarok on PlayStation 5 when I get mm -hmm. one. No, I I actually respect that. Apparently, it gets very consistent performance on the PS4, but like 30 FPS is hard. I think for many people to go back to and. Especially with this game, if you watch Skillup's review, you could just see the performance in the version that he was able to record, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Now, uh, Abe wants me to ask you about this because we were reading, like, yeah, we were reading through reviews, and Eurogamer's review—it was funny because Games Radar said they felt like it was a 15-hour story stretched to 30. They felt like they stretched it and made it. You know, it was like they didn't have enough. And then Eurogamer was like, no, there's way too much. There's too much story, too many characters, too much lore. And we joked. It was like, there's too much story in my story-driven game. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I thought it was odd. It was like, why on earth? That should be an awesome celebration because the, the I think the number of cutscenes is between three and four hours, depending on how much side quests you okay. complete. That's that's that's. I mean, now you piqued my interest. If they said it was too long, I'm like, man, this sounds like a game right up my alley. Like, I'm definitely gonna want it now. Now, right? like, what do you what do you mean too much story in the story driven game? That's like saying there's too much shooting in Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> there's just too much shooting in my first-person shooter game. Too many bullets, man. Yeah, just, just way too many bullets in this game. They should they should slow down the bullets. There's like, a, what are we talking about? There's an amazing clip I retweeted. It was Dr. Disrespect. He's, he's playing with Timmy and Lupo, and they're on this map with a bunch of cars. And it's hysterical because they're like, by the truck, by the car. And obviously, you have no idea what they're talking about because there's just hundreds of cars on the map. And they, they end the clip of being like, well, what this map really needs is just, just more cars, you know? And so <laughs> it just made me think of that. Like, there's too many guns, there's too many bullets in this in this, in this shooter. Maybe think of that clip. It's so good. Um, that, that, that to me, is a, as, a, as a reviewer, like, that went through him and then the editor. And, and someone was like, yeah, it's good. Put that in there. It's... Uh, just the story is too much story in the story driven game yeah well and the funny thing was they even said they said the dialogue they really want to emphasize certain themes and certain things and they said they felt like if you're playing the game an hour or two at a time you won't notice this but since they were playing for such long stretches they felt like oh they're kind of repeating themselves and it's like well yeah they're kind of gearing it towards the average consumer who plays for you know two hours and then when they come back the next day they're softly getting reminded about things because it's a video game after all. You're not supposed to binge play this game. I mean, if you do, then there might be some rhythmic right. rhythmic problems with you know how the story is told. Sure, the chat's saying that that there can be such thing as too much story. Yeah, it's called Rings of Power. Um, there, there's there's stuff like that that is just fluff there. But at the same time, if you're buying a game that's a story driven action game right like an action rpg type of thing you you why would you be like uh there's just too much story see th- this when it goes into reviewers reviewers have to sit down and play that game until they're done with that game in every way possible form so they could just talk about it because if they yep. don't finish it then yep. they can't talk about it right where a person like myself i could take two weeks three weeks over the time and take my time with it yeah my review comes out i get no i get no watches because people want to know it day one when it comes out these people are going through the game so fast they're they're not putting the amount of time that you or i would put into a game because their business is to get that out as fast as possible there's things said in people's reviews that sometimes you're like oh and then when you play the game you're like i didn't have that problem because they didn't have the time to kind of think about it and and figure it out like skill up talked about in gotham knights he's like i hate these characters because you they just keep dodging everything it's like well yeah if you just hold y you do your heavy attack and it knocks them down and then you can hit them right but he didn't say that because he didn't figure that out he just had to get the review out type of thing right so that's that's the problem with a lot of these reviewers that give tens and then there's people what what did they give euro gamer what did they give it they gave it a 9.5 they give it less than a they g- they gave it a, it was a glowing review. I think they I don't know if there was a score at the bottom. I would imagine if I was summarizing their review, it landed between an eight and a nine, easy. Like they gave it nothing but praise, but they said that, you know, is the story and the lore it felt bloated. It was like, well, they could have done without all of this. I'm like, this is the end of the Norse saga. If they would have done that, then you'd be complaining that there wasn't 
enough lore story and characters you know it's i i think I, they had to do it this way i think look when you're the director and you're making a movie a tv show a video game you're painting a picture the artist makes what they want that's their view and if you like that piece of art or if you like that piece of content then 100 now is everyone gonna like that thing no no it's not meant to be it's supposed to provoke it's supposed to get interest it's supposed to entertain it's supposed to do all these things obviously as a content creator we like to nitpick and talk about stuff because it makes conversation because we know people don't like everything so we do these things on purpose to get the conversation going like obviously though that's a stupid statement like the game is is what was the game that was before this it was like oh it's it's so good but too much i think someone joked about it too much water and sea of thieves and three out of time you know type of type of thing you know you know what yeah. i mean like why why be so nitpicky and say that the story in a story-driven game is too long for the story-driven game yeah it was like the modern warfare 2 campaign that some of the reviews it was like the the ign review he gave it like a six and it was like wait this is this is one point higher than Gotham. Like, Gotham had a lot of problems and a lot of criticisms, and they gave it, like, one point higher than Gotham. And I was like, the Modern Warfare 2 campaign was so good, and then they didn't really substantiate anything. They are like, well, it's boring. Well, why? Like, explain to me why, you know? Because I can say... I can say combat in Gotham is bad, but I don't yeah. stop there. I'll go into detail as to why. Like, I'll why outline all the right, reasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't just say, it's bad. Like... And I wonder if that's hard as a reviewer when, like you're saying, they're just consuming the game at such a rapid rate. If it doesn't hit the right notes, they're going to have like almost like a negative opinion of it. And it's not a judgment of the quality. It's like right. an example would be I'm, I'm replaying through the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. And the first time I played through the driving mission, I had a great time. I had like no problems at all. And people in chat were like, oh, I hated this mission. I was like, Why? My second time playing and I was like, oh, I know why people hated this mission. I skated through and just managed to not have any of the problems or difficulties. My second time playing and I was like, what the F? This is so bad. There's so many bugs and glitches. And so that's another thing. There's no bugs and glitches or performance problems in Ragnarok, but that could be a... Right, you know, this person was trying to rush through, and they're like, "That's like the tenth time they've said that line about that thing." I'm sick of hearing about that. And it's like, well, that's really subjective to how you played it. Well, for instance, the um, Modern Warfare review on IGN, when he was talking about it, he was not judging the game on that game. He was judging that game based on all other Call of Duties. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> It's the same as the other Call of Duty, but yeah, but just ju- just judge this game for what this game is, not yeah. based on the other games before it, right? That, that's that's my problem with reviews and stuff. It's they they have a bias before they go in, and especially if they're playing the game, and then on Tuesday they have to play a game for twenty hours, and then on Thursday they have to get another game going. And if they have an inkling of I'm done with this game, they want to move on to the next game, right? They they just want to move on to the next game. So now it's a it's a slog. It's like showing up senior year with a week left of school yet you have no work but yet you have to show up just for the attendance you're just like ah come on man we we all know i don't want to be here you don't want me here i don't want to be here we just want to let's just get through this right that's that's what it feels like for some of these reviews yeah yeah it's almost like well heaven forbid a call of duty have a mission with a car or the ac 130 it's like well yeah like that's it's they're paying pasta 
Yeah, <laughs> well, they're paying tribute to the original Modern Warfare 2. It's like, if there wouldn't have been an AC-130 mission, you'd be writing a review saying, it's a real shame they didn't update and modernize right. and give us an AC-130 right. mission, but then they do it, and you're like, well, we already really experienced this before. Frickin' Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's like, you, you know, you find everything... I mean, there's always something to complain about. So, yeah, the, the God of War Ragnarok discussion, you know, to me, I was really shutting down, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I was trying to shut down the debate about, well, it's not a next-gen title because it can run on a PS4, right? What are your thoughts on that? Because that is a common trope now. Like, nothing's next-gen, apparently, if it can run on a weaker system, which my argumentation has been pretty consistent in that, you can have an amazing next-gen game on PC, and then they optimize it, and they allow you to turn a bunch of stuff off, and it could run on a really weak PC. That doesn't mean it's not next-gen. It means, hey, we turned a bunch of stuff off so you can play it down here. What, where do you land on the ne- what-is-next-gen discussion? Uh, uh, next-gen, to me, just based on how it's said, next-gen is it's only on that next-gen. It's not on... It's not on... Uh all the current systems right so it, it, if it's on playstation 4 and playstation 5 to me it's considered not next gen but there's next gen t- uh technical things they can add to playstation 5 to make your experience better than the older system right so the next gen system but a straight up next gen game would be only on the next gen system right so for instance gotham is not a next gen system because they were developing it for the older systems and they just scrapped them at the last possible second and then put it on so that's not a next-gen game ratchet and clank would be 100 a next-gen game because it was only made for the next-gen systems and it's okay. and it's also using the new techniques or whatever they're using with the with the haptic feedback controller and the and what they did for the low like the the teleporting through the uh through the warps and whatnot like that's mm-hmm. a next-gen game if you went back like a year uh the system when rome um uh, what was that game called? Rome was on Xbox. Uh, Rome Total... No, wasn't Rome Rise. 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 Sign of Rome. That was a next-gen game because it was only on that system when it came out, right? It was on the next-gen system. So I think you could have a next-gen game, but it's not considered next-gen unless it's only on that next-gen. So God of War, to me, wouldn't be considered next-gen, but if you're playing on the next-gen, it does have extra bells and whistles and features on there to make it a better experience for you. What do you think about my PC argument, though? Because if, if a game is developed, let's say, in the Unreal 5 engine, it's beautiful, right. photorealistic, ray tracing 4K, it's just awesome. And then they say, hey, we optimized it. Unreal Engine's got a lot of optimization options, and you can play this down here on a 1080 graphics card if you turn all these settings off. How is that not tantamount to, hey, we turned all these features off or on, and it, it can run on the PlayStation 4? I, I think with PC, it's a little different because every my PC is different than your PC, where if someone buys a PlayStation or an Xbox, we all have the same. You know what I mean? So they're all the same. So there's no changing out the graphics cards or anything like that. That's that's It's in the case. That's it. I mean, you're, you make a good point as far as the, the, the CPUs and stuff like that and the graphics cards, but I would still consider next-gen would only be considered for consoles, in my opinion, not, not PC, right? Because PC, if you have... If you have a game, but you have a a forty eighty, and I have a, you know, a nine sixty, obviously I'm I, I can't either run it or barely can run it, and then you, you can run it at max graphics and have a, a, a fantastic mm-hmm. time. So that that I don't think, in my opinion, maybe chat's different. I, I don't know if you could compare PC to console. I think the next gen hold conversation is just consoles, right? Not not PC, uh, 
I, I don't think you could throw PC into that conversation. Personally. I, the way I view it is next gen is the it's the it's essentially what we were promised, right? Like 4K, better resolution. So that's better resolution. So better resolution, frames per second, load time, and then and then better lighting and textures, things like ray mm-hmm. tracing. Then obviously PlayStation gets to go a little bit further with like 3D audio and haptic feedback. I believe virtually all of those things can be offered on PC. And PCs are a good picture of like, you could max out your PC, get a 3090, and you get to squeeze all that great stuff out of that game. And you get all those quote unquote next gen features. But then the guy over here, you know, I have a 2080 Ti, so I don't get to turn all that stuff on. It won't run well. And that's kind of how I view PS4, PS5. It's like, well, the PS4 is running this game, sure, but it doesn't get all these awesome features. And I also look at the engine. So these games, their engines, are, they're not going to ditch the engine when they start building for PS5. They're going to essentially do what they're doing now. They're going to build an amazing game, Spider-Man 2, right? They're, they have existing animation sets in a world, and then they're going to use that engine, and they're going to slam all the great stuff in there, all the ray tracing and the 4K and everything else, and the reflections on the buildings. And it's I don't feel like that's why Spider-Man 2 is going to be next-gen, because, oh, well, it's not on... PS4, I feel like, no, those features are why, because it's going to be the same engine that Miles was right. built in and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I don't put PC in the, the, the conversation, though, as next-gen. Like, they, the, the PlayStation, the next Spider-Man game, is it coming out on PlayStation 4? Or is it just space, it, PlayStation 2? It, oh, has, it has I been mean, said to be sort of the turning of the tide. That'll be the beginning of No More Cross-Gen. Okay, so it is cross-gen still. No, no, no. That'll be the beginning of no more. Oh, no, no more. No more. Yeah, no more yeah, cross-gen. Okay, so yeah. Then Spider-Man Two would be next-gen, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Is here's a good question: Is Grand Theft Auto considered next-gen? Considering we've been playing the same Grand Theft Auto game since the 360. But, they made improvements. Yeah. Right. Grand Grand Theft Auto Five came out in the 360. Then it went to the one. Yeah. And then it went to. It, so it's it's been here for three generations. But it, is it considered next-gen? Well, but I would it would be considered next gen if they gave it like the remake treatment. Like if they remade it and they added ray tracing and four K and all this stuff, I'd say, Well, that's a next that's a next gen version of Grand Theft Auto. Right? Like what, well, what that, they did with well, the last one. Well that's just upgraded to work on the next gen to give you those features, right? Technically the game was created on the three sixty. Yeah. And then they then they moved it to the one and made it first person where you could do first person mode on there. Mm-hmm. And then they upgraded the graphics. Uh, high-end graphics for the for Xbox uh, S and X and PlayStation mm-hmm. Five, but is that considered next gen? No, no. There's an easier example to what I think you're trying to say. Like God of War 2018 got a 4K checkerboard update in the 60 frames per second on PS5. That doesn't make it next gen because those are like upgrades. They didn't actually go in and add like true next gen features. Right. Okay, so when I boot up Ragnarok, though they've built that to have into it like we compared some of the lighting yesterday yeah, and it's okay. so obvious it's like oh my gosh look how beautiful this game is um and the true resolution update it's not like a 4k checkerboard like up sample thing trick that they did it's like no this game's actually running at this that i think is the difference like updating tsushima or or 2018 to suddenly look a little nicer i don't consider that like oh it's a next gen game now right yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you can do the bells and whistles. Like, Last of Us Last of Us 2 that just came out, the re- remake, that's mm-hmm. a next-gen upgrade. But I wouldn't consider that a next-gen game, if, if that makes sense, right? Because it already came out. So they just remastered it and put it onto the new system. I mean, 
sure it's a it's it's a game made, made up upscaled for the new game for the new system but i wouldn't consider that a next gen game if that makes really? sense you wouldn't consider that a next gen game no if they came out with last of us 3 that would be next gen because it would only be for that system if it's on any other system then to me it's not a next gen system but the tlu remake is only on ps5 right but it tlu was also made before and they just redid it and, and and upgraded everything to run and be better looking on the playstation 5 you see what i'm saying i do so was demon souls so you don't think the demon souls remake is next gen I, I i wouldn't consider that next gen like you could wow. like it's got next gen things they added to it but i wouldn't consider that next gen but they remade the game to be next gen <laughs> right but ratchet and clank is next gen because they made it just for that system it wasn't a game before it was a brand new game for that gen. It was specifically made for that gen, where the other one was upgraded and stuff to run on the next gen. Well, they remade Demon Souls and Last of Us almost, I mean, almost entirely. So, like, I feel like, I don't know. I thought the $70 price point wasn't warranted, and then I played the Tlu remake. So I wonder, once you get your hands on a PS5, like, boot that up. And I wonder if you'll change your mind. You'll be like, oh, no, this is actually next gen. Like, this is... Because it's been remade specifically for that console. It's not like it's... If it was a remaster, I would be 100% in agreement with you. But since they completely remade the games, I'm like... I actually think they fall into the category you've outlined. Maybe it's a new category then. Maybe maybe they've made <laughs> a new category. Well, just call it a, a next-gen remake. You know, the, then you can stay consistent. Sure. Like, you're like, yeah, well, that, it's, it's a next-gen remake. Well, because technically that's what they did with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is exactly what last of us is right so they, they redid it for the new system right, well no that's a bad example because last of us they literally redid everything about yeah they remade almost yeah, everything re- in that game yeah. yeah that's a bad example yeah i i don't know hey each their own right again next gen for me is a game that's made for that and that only and anything that's made upscaled or bells and whistles to add to it to play on the next gen system to me that that company didn't make that game uh specifically for that system they upgraded for that system to sell more of the system when are you going to try and get a ps5 because i feel like you need one because it's about to be time it's it's gonna be after the holidays because <sighs> it's holiday time and spending money on other people besides myself so chat come on chat somebody get one of these combo units and take <laughs> care of mike because he's got to play you got to be able to play ragnarok oh my gosh and callisto callisto's right around the corner my gosh any interest it, in callisto no i have no no interest in that in that uh, I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I liked Dead Space. I played Dead Space One. Uh, right. but it's not my type of genre of game. I think it, it looks it looks awesome, just not for me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So the uh, around the holidays and stuff. What do you what do you try to what do you ask for? Because I just I never knew what to ask for. I so like I, and now I'm like, give me Legos, give me Legos. What I, you... I I'm so simple. Like like my my son got me this for my birthday, and like I I'm okay with things like this for for my for christmas like i don't want anything like i'm a person Mm -hmm. that likes to spend money on people i don't like i don't like people spending money on me so Mm -hmm. there's these little like little q figures um i got like a a doctor strange one there's like other ones yeah my daughter has that one she loves doctor strange yeah like i I like little things like this so i have like a little wish list that i I put together for other other things they have the teenage Mutant turtles out now uh for the same type of uh figurines so that, that's it. I don't really I don't really want much. Uh, all the stuff that, because my, my parents asked me, like, what do you want? Yeah. I'm like, if it, anything has to do with 
streaming wise, I don't want them to buy it because it's too expensive. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah. I'd rather buy that stuff for, for myself and then other things and just, you know, buy buy me a, a movie ticket or give me a so I can go to the movies or something. Like, I'm very simple. Ninja Turtles, did you play Shredder's Revenge? I loved it, yeah. It yeah. was so good. It was like such... It felt to me like everything I would have wanted from if Turtles in Time suddenly dropped today, you know? Right. I loved it. I thought it was so good. I I loved the, the fact that you could level them up all the way, and then like Casey Jones unlocked, and you could do him, and then mm -hmm. like just I wish they made more games like that. But again, I think we liked it more because the nostalgia factor of it more than the, what the game is. Like my son enjoyed it. He's never played a game like that. He never looked at a game like that before, and he played it and he was like, "Oh, this is really fun." I said, "Yeah, that's what I grew up with. These are the type of games I, I played." Yeah, and like, yeah. And he liked it, but I I think we liked it more because of it. it's it's a throwback right it's a throwback mm -hmm. well did you um because my son and i did every square inch of the original lego star wars saga have you played skywalker saga well, yeah i bought it right when it came out it's like yeah. i i, I regret so i regret that my wife and i so we tried to play it and we were playing it too linearly like we were just going it'd be like hey do this mission and you'd land and i would just run to the person that i was supposed to talk to and then it would be like, okay, now get out of here. And then I would run and leave the planet. You're not supposed right. to play it that way. So I, we basically yeah. stopped. I'm like, we're going to come back to this game once there's enough distance. And we're just going to play it so exhaustive from moment one. Because there's so much to do in that game. Yeah, I, I, my, my son kills everything. And I run around and collect all the coins. <laughs> the board, right? That's great. I have, a, I have OCD. When it's, I'm like, I'm like you have to, I was like, no, where are you going? I was like, we, we, we got to collect the coins over here. It's a great game, though. It really is. Uh, it, it got delayed for so long. Yeah. And when it, yeah. when it finally came out, I was like, man, I was like, this is really good. And they mm -hmm. just came out with, um, I'm not going to buy them, but they just came out with an expansion for, like, uh, skins. Like, I think it's 16 more characters that you can use now inside yeah. the game. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the skin stuff, but I, I do, I love unlocking the characters. Like, I love collecting mm -hmm. all the stuff and unlocking the characters. The free roam that you have in that game now, and like all the different planets, and the I love even the stories that they tell in that game. As far as just the Lego characters, we just played uh, the other day. We were playing uh, Jurassic Park. Have you played Jurassic Park one for the Legos? Well, my wife and I did. We did Jurassic Park and Harry Potter, and they got to. It just got to. It felt like point and click. It was like go do this, go do that, go do this. Go. It didn't feel like the free form that Star Wars pulled off. What about Marvel's uh, Heroes? Heroes 2. Did you play that one? I made the mistake of buying that on the Switch, so my kids played it for a oh. while, but it performed and ran so poorly that they, they fell out of love with it very quickly. That's, that's another good one. That's like yeah. open world and unlocking, mm -hmm. doing all the different things. It's, it's, it's a good one. Lego th That Lego series, to me, even even with the new saga out, the, mm -hmm. my favorite Lego game is the Star, the original Star Wars trilogy. Like that That's, to me, I don't know why, just I love it. Like, we that played all the not... Yeah. Yeah. My We're son my son Sorry, said that. He was like, Can we play the old one? Like he wanted he didn't like the new one. He wanted to go back and play the original Lego game. Still one of my favorite games from Lego. Yeah, I thought that was so cool because you know, he's seven years old and yet he sees the quality. He's like, I know that this is a good game. Let's go back and play it. And he yep. you know, the new game wasn't wasn't the new shiny aspect yep. wasn't enough to convince him to keep playing. He wanted to go back to the original. Yeah, it's like a cop. Why, why play the copy when you can play the original? Right? That's right. <laughs> That's like, right. Wait, this doesn't feel right. He's like, let's go back. Let's let's go put that old pair of shoes back on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to find good co-op games like that because, like, my wife and I are always trying to find something to play, 
And I kind of want to go back and play like the Kirby game that landed on the Switch because my daughter has been, my daughter is literally like new game plusing that. Like I've not been paying attention because I've been helping my son play through. He's enjoying Jedi Fallen Order. He just wants to run around and hit things with the lightsaber. And I'll periodically peek over and she's like playing the game on new game plus and refighting bosses and everything's dark and crazy. I'm like, Man, she, I mean, she really put time in. I was kind of yeah. proud of her because I didn't teach her how to do any of it. And I was like, man, you know, my wife and I should go and play that because we were playing it and enjoying it because it's it's got a two-player mode and it's it's fun. The only thing I don't like about Forgotten Shores because I play with my son, when you're the second character, you don't get any, like, special abilities or anything. Yeah, you just, you like, just, you just have along. a... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they push out like... an update so that you could both be curvy. Yeah, I, I felt like I was playing uh, uh, Animal Crossing when you're like on someone else's island. You can't do anything. You're like, all right, can you pass it to me so I can pick up stuff and do and do things? It's like you can't do anything in Animal Crossing if you're the the second guy. That's how I felt in, in Kirby's Forgotten Shore. I play a lot of games with my son, co-op wise. He, uh, it, have you played Humans Fall Flat? I played that a couple times with Hilly, just goofing around on like a Friday uh, night. Yeah. D- nothing more enjoyable than playing with an eight-year-old trying to get through a puzzle game like that. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> My kids fell out of love with Fall Guys, and I'm not going to tell this. I'm not going to bake this into their brain. I know that it's skill-based matchmaking. That's why they don't like playing, because they got good at it, and then it got really hard, and they couldn't they couldn't qualify anymore. Like, my kids That's got hard. good. They figured out the courses, and then they would play, and then they could never qualify. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's We played it over the summer, like, every day, and then all of a sudden, it just lost interest completely, just stopped playing it. Yeah, because you spend more time getting knocked out in, like, the first round, and you're not getting anywhere. It's like... And then the season seemingly reset it, and my daughter got to a couple final rounds. And I'll admit, right? I'll admit, sometimes I grab the the controller, and I help her win the final round. And boy, oh boy, does that mess up her rank. She's all of a sudden, she's in lobbies, and she just can't get through the first game. It's like, it's so crazy. What a... Trying to think of a what what's uh besides Ragnarok right coming out yeah what's what what's the next game you're like interested in um like any any like non AAA games that you're you're interested in oh like non AAA I mean obviously Hellblade two is out there in the distance I, you know I love the first Hellblade so, oh so much the one that I wish I had time for right now it just came out it's called the Entropy Center and it's inspired by Portal and you have a gun and the gun can kind of oh. talk to you. And it's got this sort of vibe of you're solving puzzles the same way you did in in Portal, but it you're rewinding and fast-forwarding the effect of time on things. It's very cool. I played the demo, fell in love with it. So I, I wish I could play that right now. So that's not a big-name title, but everybody, if, if you're a fan of Portal, you need, you need to check out the Entropy Center. It's, I believe it's sadly only on Steam. I th- wait, oh, is it, did it launch everywhere? I want, I want to check that I said that now. We, we are, we are 100% completely different gamers. I'm looking forward to Alaskan Truck Driver. I don't know if you've ever played any of these truck driving games, Lono. Yeah, I know. Oh no, Entropy Center is on Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox. So everybody, check it out. Please support that game. It is so charming and good. And again, fans of Portal should check it out. No, I've never done any of the truck driving games. I I love. If, if you ever want to try one, play Snowrunners. It's on Game Pass. Try it out. It's 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 the Dark Souls of of trucking. Okay, let me tell you, it's it's brutal. 
brutal. But there's a game coming out called Alaskan Truck Driver. Comes out in December. Uh, it's it, it's basically like Euro Truck Simulator and American Truck Simulator, but you can actually get out of your truck, so it's more of a simulator. Like you're not just stuck in the truck. You have to actually like, do other things. Uh, but yeah, I like I like little games like that. I don't know why. Um, I love driving, like in real life, and I love driving in video games. Uh, but it's weird because I don't like the racing car games. I like the more realistic, uh, the, the more realistic type of games, for some reason. And Snowrunners is a phenomenal game. Uh, and people make fun of me when I when I talk about it. But Snowrunners is probably one of the better games that's come out in the last like two years. Like it's it's a solid solid game. So much content. Like done a done right live service game or constantly updating stuff they have two seasons uh like eight expansions there's free stuff there's down uh there's uh, yeah there's free stuff you can buy there's stuff you can buy in the store and there's also expansion packs you can buy and it's it's a phenomenal game yeah i i think i could get into a sim driver well before a racing game i don't like racing games either unless it's like mario kart because that's you know that's arcade-ish but i i just yeah because somebody's like oh i should play power wash sim i played power wash sim and i liked it and i i played gas station simulator for a little while we were you know we were going to do something with that game maybe and we just ended up not doing anything with it but that was a fun little sim game um sim games are so popular i mean i started playing there's something about it i don't know why it's just they just they just hit with me yeah i started playing that coral island game you know just to show it off oh, i saw people. i saw you play that a little bit yeah yeah and it was like it the there that little content loop always immediately hooks me it's like i'm clearing the ground i'm storing the stuff i'm building something like it just immediately just kind of clicks with your brain you know it's it's probably why i like legos so much it's like you just get to kind of bring order to chaos and see that you know the finished product at the end so speaking of little independent games real fast do you ever play unpacking wait is that the one are you talking about the one are you talking about moving out it's just called unpacking that's what it's oh. called it's you just you just click on uh you're, you're you're organizing rooms by unpacking boxes and moving in and it, oh. there's no words there's no nothing you actually might like this okay yeah. and you you it's it's so zen Okay, but it's actually telling a story because you start off uh, in a in a kid's room and mm-hmm. you have to like organize the kid's room. And then every level that you go up, there's like more rooms. So you're like going from like your childhood house all the way up to like you're buying your own house as an adult. It's 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 telling it's telling a story of your your growth as a person while you're organizing your room. It's the weirdest thing. I actually really liked it. You should check it out. I don't know if you'll play it on stream, but just check it out off stream. It's an actual really, really good game. I made fun of it for the longest time until Sarge played it. I was like, you got to try it. I was like, I was like, really? Unpacking? And I played it, and I was like, wow, this is a really good game. Yeah. So well, I'm looking, looking forward if they come out with another one called Unpacking 2, more packing or something. I don't know. The way you're describing it, it reminded me of Escape Room Simulator. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, see, that is such a great... That's another little great game. It's a little indie title. My wife and I might play some tonight because they added a bunch of levels and then they added some holiday stuff for uh, Overcooked that we might play tonight just for fun for the, the members. Fun. Yeah, but fun. Escape Room Sim is so cool. You're in these little rooms and you got to figure out how to get out of them and it's cartoonish, so it's not it's not like hyper-serious. Yeah, that is fun. If you like that, if you like kind of like figuring out a puzzle or a room mm-hmm. like trying to get out though the escape room simulator is an absolute blast i like yeah, it's, it it's 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 weird playing all these like live service looter shooters like brawlers and then all of a sudden i, I come across unpacking and i'm like 
Oh, that was really good. Like, <laughs> it's the complete opposite of everything else I would play. Can you play unpacking two players or just one player? It's just one player. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's on Game Pass apparently. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I was. I don't. I don't have any games uh, for tonight. I haven't. I hadn't thought of anything, and I thought, oh, we could do Escape Room and a, and and on and Overcooked because they just did like some like holiday, um, updates. So we we did things out of order today, guys. So typically, if you sorry, hear, that's me. No, no, no. That was on me actually. <laughs> I actually decided just to keep going because we were having such a good time with God of War. We've been experimenting with putting the member stream in between the first and second show. And today we just didn't do that because I thought, well, let's just let's just go over there and hang out with Mike once we're done with God of War. So I'm going to schedule it and take you guys over there and put a link in the chat. And Mike, can, if, if, if Mike wants to stick around, he can. I don't, I don't want to keep him much longer if he's got stuff to do because it has been two hours. Um, so we'll end the day kind of with members. And then don't forget, if you are a member, if you're a member, don't forget tonight you can hang out with my wife and I playing games. But tomorrow night... Remember, remember the 5th of November. We are doing the Star Wars watch party. You need to be able to watch the movie on your own. Episode 1 on Disney Plus DVD or something. You will be able to hear my wife and I commentating as we watch. We'll sync up the watch experience, but can't watch or listen through us. That's like crazy illegal. (laughs) But if you can watch on your own, you can join us tonight. It should be a really, really good time. Um, Oh, and as we end... What's that? the benefits of a small channel i used to i used to do watch parties and we used to just watch them through my discord oh you gotta be careful with that yeah you good way to lose your discord server <laughs> don't do i wouldn't recommend doing that mike while we're ending the show i should have done this i should have done this a second ago uh where where can they find you we obviously want to help your your channel get monetized because you've been having good success with your coverage and your channel but tell them what you're doing and working on right now and where they can find your content uh, right now, I have two channels, and we're trying to just move it all everything over to one channel. So the new channel is 30NSG, super simple, uh, where basically I'm covering Gotham Knights, covering Hogwarts Legacy, covering uh, uh, what the hell, Suicide Squad, and I'm, I'm more of a talk. It's more of a, a channel where Lono does the live talks here. Mine is do videos, give you my thoughts and process the stuff, and comment section uh starts to put their stuff in we go back and forth i reply to everybody every single person i i'll, I'll mark it thumbs up give it a heart I, I read every single comment that comes over to our new channel so we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers over on 30 nsg uh up until that point until we get a thousand subscribers over there we have another channel which is my main channel called 30 and still gaming uh where we do podcasts live shows and all that stuff is going to be moving over to 30 nsg once uh once it gets monetized. So I do a a morning show for two hours from 10 o'clock Monday through Thursday. I do a night show called 30 plays where we play video games. And then on Thursday night, I do generation X gaming, which is a podcast I've been doing with my brother. We just passed that episode 331 and uh, we're closing in on our finishing our eighth season, starting our ninth season after the new year. So guys, let's let's honestly, the fact that he's not at a thousand subs yet is uh, is only because we've been distracted with our own things that we've been doing. We should have his channel at a thousand subs, no doubt. It's at seven twenty three. And so I want to see that thing at a thousand subs by next week. Come on. If you're watching this as a vod, past broadcast you're here right now there's a link in chat or just go to youtube don't put a space just do 30 nsg no space if you do that it'll be like the first channel that pops up please get that it's at 723 subs come on that thing is it's right there come on we can get the 724 let's do it oh my gosh 
Uh, so, yeah, please, please do that. Uh, just gave us up. Thank you. The content is the content is good. It's informative. You're not going to be going and watching a channel that is like either mindless or thoughtless or like throwaway hot takes. Also, you're not going to be double dipping. Like with our channel, sometimes it feels like you might get content that's similar, like the updates channel and this channel. 30s channel is not going to feel like my content, and it's also going to be about stuff that I don't cover. Like because it, you're just you're really not going to get. Yeah, you're not going to get the game coverage from me that you get from him. I just don't have the the POV and the ability to do some of what he can do. So make sure and sub over there. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if you guys are listening to the audio version of this podcast, it was formerly known as the Reforge Roundtable, but it is now the Reforge Rundown. We hope you enjoyed the new format. A little more free-flowing. We did have that first hour on one topic, and I did feel that helped us. YouTube is a funny animal. It's really hard to do a variety show because YouTube's like, what do I do with this? But when we firmly planted in Gotham, it seemed like it gave us a really strong start. We definitely took a dip once we got away from that topic. So we may start saying, hey, we're going to try and stay on topic for an hour and a half instead of just an hour. Just because we want to see the show do well, we want more people here. But keep in mind, the more people that are here smashing that like button, the better the show performs. The more freedom we have to kind of go all over the place and give you a more free-form show. I think free-form shows are better. I don't think we want to be rigidly on one topic all the time. I think it's nice to let our hair down, but you can help with that. Make sure when you're here on Fridays, smash the like button, because I cannot stand having to constantly disrupt the show to do that. But unfortunately, if you don't, YouTube will say, hey, where are the likes? And it can hurt the vid. So I'm going to put a link in chat. Hopefully a bunch of you went over there and subscribed 30s channel i hope you guys took care of him um and got him some subs it looks like we already got him up to 737 so 14 more there we go all right five dollars from akuta papa 30 has great content i do loan in the morning i try to catch uh, 30 in the evening yes and if you're a member you can come with us right now for some members only content and don't forget about tonight friday night and don't forget about saturday night you get a double header you get to hang out with my wife and i tonight and tomorrow night don't forget about either of those streams as a member and as a member I also need you to get off of base membership. Please upgrade for the dollar. We do, we're, we're trying to create a dividing line between gifted members and full members. So please go to your perks page and get yourself on a full membership for six bucks instead of five bucks. Or VIP is cheaper now. A bunch of people are doing that. All right, I'm going to switch to members. Give me one second here. And there's a link in chat if you prefer to do that instead of redirect. Thanks so much for clicking on this. If you are a member, this is maybe a new thing that might happen on Friday. Sometimes 30 might be here, sometimes not. I don't know how long he can hang out today. I haven't asked him, so we're going to find out in a moment. (laughs) We're doing a members-only stream after our new segment, the Reforge Rundown. No longer the Reforge Roundtable. Ginger got a job. We didn't feel like just shoving and forcing a roundtable format. Mike and I have been doing shows for I don't even know how long now. Probably as as, as long as I've been streaming almost. So if you liked the rundown segment, let us know, leave comments, make sure you're here on Fridays for those segments. If you're a member, thanks for being here. Don't forget as a member, I keep having to do this and I, it's, it's, I know it might be getting old. We need you to upgrade off a of base membership and we need you to be here for Friday and Saturday night. So tomorrow night, Saturday night, we're doing the Star Wars watch party. I'm going to end the previous stream, the rundown stream and bring everybody over.